Hey, what's good, man? We're back. It's first smoke of the day, episode 66. It's your boy Pac here. I'm with my co-host Blackleaf. What up? And we're with a special wizard in the building today. My man Jelly Wizard. It's good. <laughs> Straight off the hill. Yeah, Humble, I mean, baby. Yeah. Probably our first, I think our first guest from Humboldt. That's crazy. Humboldt native. Dude. Crazy. Honored. So born and born and bred. I was born in Bakersfield. Okay. And then, yeah. Okay. And then the fam was like, yeah, we got to get out of here. It's too hot. It's too <laughs> ghetto. And then uh, when I was like five or yeah, like four and a half, five, I moved to Humboldt and then started like did um, kindergarten and all my schooling in Humboldt. That's a big change for them. Yeah. It's like all my family's still in, in Bakersfield for the most part. Like my grandmas and shit are still there, cousins and stuff. And but we were just like, nah. So we bounced. So. Your family happy that they made the move? Fuck yeah. 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 My dad was like, we were just visiting and um, he was like, I need a sign. And he found a pearl and his like oyster or something. And he was like, let's do it. Let's go. And they just like moved like right then and there. Wow. We moved to Humboldt and it was like, it was, it was like fate, dude. You know what I mean? Cause now I'm just like thriving in like the whole Humboldt like shit, you know? So it's fucking crazy. Dude, it's fucking dope, man. And yeah. like the branding's next level. The product's fire. Thanks, brother. Um, you've been whipping for a long time. We we've been speaking since we started this before. Yeah. I think before, probably before, even before. Yeah, exactly. Just bullshitting on yeah. IG. Yeah. And uh before we did video or any of that, we were gonna rip one, but it's hard to get either down here or it's hard for us to get up there. So Yeah. I I it's it's hard to get me to go to LA sometimes, you know. Traffic, y'all's traffic's crazy. It's, it's crazy it's coming from up. I mean, you know what it is? It's just a, it's a culture shock because if you're coming from yeah. down here to up there, even still pe- now, it's kind of crazy too, you know? Yeah. I mean, I lived in LA doing music and shit um, for like 10 years and it's still a culture shock for me coming down here because like with COVID, I was like, I just up in Humboldt, you know, and I like wasn't leaving the house. I just had my head down, just grinding with the company. And then now it's like shit's opening up. It's like, just went to a hardcore festival and like thousands around thousands of people yeah. and like I actually got COVID before that a month before and got it really bad. Actually, it fucked me up. Really? Yeah. I didn't have COVID for like, uh, I want to say the whole two years or whatever. And then I got it and it like, it was like two weeks, three weeks of like different shit every day. But anyway, that's a whole nother fucking, but yeah. And so then after that, it was hard for me to like leave Humboldt because yeah, I just like just got comfortable. It's one of those places that if you're, if you're comfortable in Humboldt, you're, you ain't leaving. I have homies that like don't leave Fortuna. Like they don't even go to Arcata. They're like, you know, I don't want to go to Arcata. There's like a bunch of hippies and shit there. Fucking fuck that. I'm like, okay, bro. Like I'll see you. Like, but yeah. So I'm stoked to be here in LA and fucking. What do you think about, I mean, in this industry, I've noticed a lot of people specifically in certain regions that get super isolated yeah from the world right. and this game has enabled it but i think that's coming to an end well, sadly it's sad enough to say right social media has changed all of that shit it changed a lot of things right yeah, and sure. it's just crazy to think though like you used to be you used to could say in your mind i could go sacrifice live live on the hill and you know it could be a game changer in your career whereas now it's 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 seeming like that dream is fleeing and, you know, people are having to go alternative routes. What do you feel about that? I feel like you could still be in the cuts and you could still be like deep and, and live that route. But yeah, it's just like you got to fucking be documenting everything you do on social media if you want anyone to know about it. As to where like 
maybe even like 10 years ago, you just had your small circle. You got like your one dude you sold packs to. You just relied on that dude to come through. Fucking hopefully a homeboy comes through and wants to spend the same amount he spent last time he bought packs and they're always trying to lowball you. So that was the, the problem I think with dudes in humble is like they relied on their fucking custody. They're the and source. When you're the source, when people the have source, to come to you. Yeah. But I mean, there's so many fucking growers up there, but it's like, there's also so many dudes in LA that would just come to humble obviously to pick up. But yeah, you get isolated up there. And if you want anyone to know about what you're doing, you have to brand the fuck out of it. And that's what I learned. I, I saw that, you know, it, we were still in the two, prop two fifteen days. And it was like, I want to say 2015, because I, I had another brand before this and it was just what didn't take off. And then once I switched over to Jelly Wizard, it, it actually took off. But we've been, Jelly Wizard's only been around for three years, but I've been growing for like 16, almost 17 years. Yeah. And I've been around cannabis for like, in the grow room for like 20 years. Did, did yeah. cannabis start for you in music in LA or did it start up north before that? No, I, I started when I was 14, just wow. like everyone else pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to get into that. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Mm. What was the first time? Uh, so yeah, I was with my cousin uh, and we smoked. He bust out the glass pipe, you know, just the OG glass pipe. I don't know what strain it was. Just like some fucking, some fire. And I didn't even get high the first time. It was one of those things. I don't know if you guys have had anyone on the, on the show that hasn't mm-hmm. been high. The first, yeah. And it's then. It's common. Um, I think more so that people don't know how to inhale. I think that's probably what it was. I was a little bitch. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're 14, you're not like chief and heavy. It's like a myth though. Like people say, oh, you don't get higher. Yeah, there's no time. way, but it's, it's, I just wasn't, you know. I wasn't ripping it hard enough. I had to have been, I was probably like, Ugh. and then some people, my cousin they, was just like, this is how you do it, bro. <laughs> yeah. And he was just like faded. And I was, and he's like, are you high? I, I, that's why I, I do remember him asking me. And I was just like, yeah, I remember I was like, oh my, but I was like, is this what, being high? You know, I guess I'm high. Cause yeah. I don't. If this is what being high is like, that's cool because I don't really feel that much different. At least I wasn't all like, you know. But then the first time I did smoke was with my sister and my best friend, uh, Trent. And we went out and we were just like with her friends out of a bong. Yeah. And the bong got her done for sure. Yeah. You can't cheat the bong really. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, the one bong, of those things. Yeah. The bong got her done. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what strain it was. It was probably like that family. My sister's friend's family had like a dry farm out in like Shively. And they still have it to this day. And the, the father passed away, unfortunately, recently. But What's a dry farm? So it's like they don't have to water the plants. Like the river literally comes up and waters the soil. Oh, that's epic. And then comes back down. So they're, they're the, the fucking, they live by the river. There's like a river bar and their, their plants are like literally planted on, you know, into the fucking ground. It's just like, like some Humboldt County shit. You so know? with the tide... Yeah. Like a tide, basically. basically. The river tide, like, you know, I don't know. the exa- I, I, It's not my farm. I couldn't tell you the exacts of it. But from what I know, mm-hmm. it's, it's called a dry farm because they literally don't have to water. Super cool. Insane. Wow. Yeah. And so they've been doing that. They were like, they're the Reynolds family. And they've been doing that for however fucking 30 years or some shit. And um, yeah. So that was like the first weed I smoked was like that dry farm shit. And I was just like, or the first weed that got me high. And I was just like, yes. And I remember my best friend, like he had his mouth like on the bottom of the bomb, like on the bowl. <laughs> and I was like, bro, like, what are you? I was like, all embarrassed and shit. Yeah, yeah. All this, all the, my sister's older friends are right there. So I was trying to be all cool and shit. But, and then from there on out, like I've been smoking bong hits, dude. Even like in my whip, I got my bong, like, you know what I mean? So it's like, 
we were cruising around in the van listening to like sublime or like 311 and like it was those days you know mm-hmm. like 40 ounce to freedom like robin hood early sublime <laughs> and we're just like driving around like super faded and yeah my mom and dad didn't like it they weren't about it i remember i got caught at school with with, with a bong what type of bong um like the, remember the zongs yeah yeah it was like the zongs yeah and then like the roars of course the roars were, were were but like we even had like the shitty plastic like what were those ones called like i don't know if they had a name but they're like they're shitty like tubes yeah where it's just a tube with a metal down stem or yeah, something yeah and i remember we had we'd made bongs out of everything we had like like a, a toy sword that would like like expanded really remember those and we would like we would make a bong out of that so it'd be like so if like my brother like my sister like or not my sister because we were smoking but like my mom walked in the room yeah we'd push that thing down we'd be like what you know so we were making collapsible that you could yeah it was like a like a what's that what's that instrument like a musical accordion accordion it's like straight up like an accordion but it was like yeah i knew someone that had though had that and they would never have papers or anything else around. It'd always just be that. And it's just like, <laughs> fuck, man, this thing is dry. Yeah. It's fucking, we, you we know, would like, make, it'll choke you up easy. Like, you don't got good weed. Like, we do gravity whew. bongs and shit. Cause you just have like gravity the, bongs were so big, man. Yeah. Like, they died. We like, did the hot knives. I don't know anyone. <laughs> we hit the, the hot gra- knives with a hash. Hitting the gravity. We, I think we'd hit flour on hot knives too. Did you ever do really? the Coke can or apple? Oh yeah, fuck yeah. It's like the initiation yeah. process. When I went to Europe like four years ago, um, we were just hopping from country like with music. We would go from different country to country on a bus. And so we would have a bong and then eventually we were just like, throw, we had to th- toss the bongs. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, fuck it, just bust out the apple. Yeah. And all these Europeans are like, what are you smoking out of, man? What are you, the fuck are you doing? I was like. It's an apple, you, you know? And so it was like a c- cool conversation starter in Europe. Cause I don't know if that's not something they do over there or, or what, but yeah, even, even like over the last couple of years, I had to bust out the apples pretty sick. Had, yeah, Cause when you're a kid, you fucking do that shit every day. You dial that shit in. Your apples are fucking hitting buttery. Dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I could sell apples to this day if I wanted to. And then you eat them, you know, you take a bite and you're chilling. But yeah, the soda cans were a little gnar because it was like the metal and the fucking mm-hmm. aluminum. But we ran, we ran that shit heavy. Yeah, before you we were we were the fuck. Uh, it's just so easy. And then scraping the pipe, scraping the bongs. That was the shit that we were kind of ashamed of. We were, you know, we're already stoners by the time we were 15. And like my room was upstairs. And so we would have like a little cubby area where we would hide shit. And so like, you know, my parents' room was was downstairs and my room was upstairs. And so we were just always just chiefing. Like, but yeah, smoking resin was rough. <laughs> yeah. Was, but we I didn't did get it. too much into that. We did it. Yeah. What was Humboldt it like going to high school in Humboldt? Uh, it was dope. Um, yeah, it's like I don't know. It's I don't know how I I, I don't know how to compare it to anything else. I know it's like yeah. I, I've seen the high schools here, and they're like down in LA, or and they're in city. It's like just in the city, like just Looks there's like, like a gas station right. I mean, we had a gas station across the street, but it's like in, in our town. I remember we would have the homie during recess like run to the gas station and grab us like like candy and shit. Just like whatever. But yeah, I mean, high school and humble, everyone's smoking pretty good. No one's really smoking anything boofy. You know what I mean? Cause like your pops is growing or like your neighbors, like my parents didn't grow, but like my neighbor grew. And so like, um, my best friend's dad always had herb, you know, he always had like his like mint jar of mints. And then he would pop it open. There'd be some like outdoor, like, it wasn't anything crazy, but some sun grown. Yeah, sun grown shit. Humboldt sun grown when you're like 14 is like 
amazing better than what most people are smoking yeah 14 yeah so we were spoiled i think that's a a big reason of why i think like i have such high standards now obviously is because we had high standards by the time we were like 17 you know did you you ever get into growing like what when as you're smoking and going through high school like where'd it go from there yeah so like my next door neighbor uh shouts out erndo his name is Erndo. Ernie. What we call Erndo. Shout out Ernie, Shout man. Shout out Ernie. He's still the homie. <laughs> doing his thing? Yeah, we still work together to this day. That's fire. Wow. That's yeah. fire. Um, he, he's growing our Z-Cube right now. We're about to cut, cut down some of his Z-Cube in like two mm-hmm. weeks. Actually, haven't we hadn't worked with him for a couple of years. Um, he's out in Reading, and we kind of stopped talking for a while. Nothing like, wasn't anything personal. We are just doing our own thing. And then we just reconnected and I would always give him cuts of stuff. Cause he's just like, Hey bro, like you got any new cuts or what's, what's popping? What's the new strain? So I think he has like peanut butter breath right now. And like, mm. that's new to him. He's like, you know, he's stoked on peanut butter breath and like he has a ZQ, but I think, um, bangers. Him our, bangers. I mean, yeah, we're giving him our uh, double rainbow cut, which is like the, the, the rainbow belts 2.0. And he's, he's just an amazing grower. So he's going to, it's cool to see what he can do with the stuff that I've been feeding on hunting and shit. But anyways, he, was growing next door, like right next door to my parents' house. And uh, fucking his little brother, not little brother, but he's like a little bit younger. His Ernie is probably in his 40s at the time, like late 30s, early 40s. And his brother was like a little bit younger. His brother was kind of tweaked out a little bit, <laughs> but always had a jar of dank. And he would, he's like walking around the block, like with a jar of fucking fire. And we were like, and he's like, yeah, yeah, my brother grew this shit. And we're like, okay, cool. Like, and he would sell us the shit. And then eventually Ernie was like, oh, okay, these kids are cool. And like they're not narcs, they're not yeah, gonna tell on me. Yeah, there was a couple like sketchy kids that tried getting him in trouble. I think little fuckheads, but he knew that we weren't like that. And so he, we would help him trim and like you know and clean up the plants and have fucking lug soil. Fucking, we were like his little fucking helper, his little bitch helper. He was stoked. He loved it. Yeah, and we were loving it because we just got he was here taking ounce, you know, smalls or whatever. And so yeah, so um me and like. The homie that I smoked with for the first time, he was like one of the helpers too. And just me and all my friends were like so hungry and like into that lifestyle and just like we're ready for it. That's know? the work around. I mean, you're, whatever your environment is, that's what you're going to probably get involved with. So it's like that's yeah. the opportunity at hand. Right. Here in Humble. I mean, bro, like I was born in Bakersfield. We lived in Tehachapi. It's like a family thing up there for a it lot is. of people, right? Yeah. So I lived in Tehachapi as a kid and there, that's where they do like a lot of farming and like. You know, if I would have lived in Tehachapi, I would have just been like, all right, guys, I'm going to be a fucking farmer mm-hmm. or like a, whatever, like a dairy farmer. But now I'm, I'm just a, a farmer, a different kind of farmer and humble. I guess that was always kind of like in me somewhere. But yeah. What'd your parents think this whole time when you're like cutting out to smoke and you starting to smell like weed? And- yeah. So like going back to when I, when I was like 14, 15, my mom would like throw my bongs away and like hide them and put them under the sink. And my sister was, my sister's like four years older than me or five years older than me or some shit. And so she was getting in trouble too. We were both getting in trouble. And my brother's like way older than us. And so he wasn't, he doesn't smoke at all. He's not even about it. But me and my sister, she's like the culprit. She was the one who was like, I'm going to get this kid to smoke. And then my cousin, obviously, but he lived in Bakersfield. So whenever he would come up in the summers, um, we were smoking. (laughs) But my parents were not about it. It, it, it took me getting in a car accident when I was 19 and I almost lost my leg. Yeah. And drunk driving car accident. My, one of my really good friends was drunk and we were out on the river bar and he like flipped the truck and I didn't have my seatbelt on and I almost f- like flew out of the truck. 
and my leg just got demolished, like glass and dirt and all this shit. And like my leg was ripped open. And so luckily there was a dude riding his quad, like right around. He, I jumped on the back of his quad. He took me to the ER, like the ambulance came home. We got arrested because he was drunk. Um, and then I got a $10,000 settlement from that. And I was bedridden. I had to sit with, from, with my legs straight for like two months. And so then my mom was like, all right, you can smoke in the house now. Like we know you need to smoke. Yeah. Um, so I was hitting the vape gun. Do you guys remember the, the vape gun with like the attachment bowl, the to glass bowl? Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that? Uh. It was like a vape. It was like a volcano. It was like a, it was like. And there were settings, high, medium, low, right. correct? You're just using a heat gun from like the fucking hardware store. Yeah. Got it. And then they made a bowl that attached to that. That was like an Erndo like thing. So it's like vaping through a bong, but like yeah. it's like volcano vaping through yeah. a bong. Yeah. Right. It was yeah. sick. So I was like, I had my leg all straight out of the cast and I'm like, this big old vape, <laughs> like heat gun and shit. And my mom's like, yeah, he's smoking. I need this. He's fine. He's, he's you know. <laughs> And then after that, I got a 10, I got 10 G's when you're, when you're, this is, I was 19. I could have sued his insurance company and got like a hundred G's, you know, but I was like 10 G's fucking hell yeah. And I didn't want to sue my homie, you know, and that's how I felt. Yeah. Even yeah. though like after that, it, we were still friends, but there was a couple other things that he did after that that were crazy that I could talk about as well. But, um, yeah, so I got the 10 G's and my next door neighbor was growing and thriving and doing really well, making a lot of money. And my parents were like, well, like, you know, this could be something that, you know, JM can get into. And so I got into that and we set up a four lighter in our attic. So we built these beds. We just had beds, like totally shouldn't have built these huge beds in this tiny little attic. And we were growing granddaddy. We're growing Ooh, Urkel. Fire. We're growing, uh, those were the strains we grew in that little attic because they're a stunty. Granddaddy's usually a small plant, you know? How but, were you able to get the plants? I think from Urn. But then we were, that was back when Craigslist clones were popping too. You could, you could straight go on Craigslist and like type in babies or whatever. And like, they were pretty fire. Like, I don't know if now, you know, it's even mm -hmm. like, you can trust anyone on there, but like, I think mainly, I think even Erndo was getting strains off from like random people and he yeah. had friends that he had met, you know? So it was just, we never really went out of our way at the beginning. I think it's once we got more comfortable doing what we were doing is when we started outsourcing for clones and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, uh, we switched from the four lighter in the attic to an eight lighter in the garage. So we were like expanded in a bigger area. Once we went, once we were like, Oh, we're good. Like we can actually grow good weed. And like, because Ernie is a beast. He's like an organic grower. And he taught me like a lot of useful information, you know? And so I was able to take that and me and all my friends at the time were really hungry and really into it as well. So it wasn't just like Ernie was like this. It was like my, my other good friends were like there. One of my good friends, his older brother was an electrician. And so he learned how to do all the electricity shit. He wired up, wire our whole shit up. Here, here's a thousand. I got 10 G's. Here's a thousand bucks. Wire me up. That, that wiring is still being used to this day. We're literally still growing in that fucking eight light spot. We actually downsized it because we got robbed though. Our neighbors robbed us. Damn. Yeah. Our, our tweaker neighbors, um, straight broke in at like three in the morning and robbed it and took all the plants out. And then we downsized it to like, I think we actually stopped. <laughs> we got robbed and we're like, okay, fuck this. And then they got arrested. And then um, we were like, okay, we felt kind of safe again to grow up. But these are like meth head, like scary dudes. And I knew it was crazy because they legit asked my dad if we were growing one day. Oh, Lord. This, I can, I can remember my dad fucking said, my dad told him that we were. And I was like, yeah, we, because my, my, you know, it's Humboldt County. 
He know? doesn't know any different either. Yeah, my dad is, you know, he's an old dude. He doesn't, you know, he's just, I think he might have been kind of intimidated too. Maybe, I don't know. But he's like, yeah, you know, we're just, we got like a couple plants. I think he just like, we got a couple plants. Like everyone at home has a couple plants, you know, not like throwing my pops under the bus or anything, mm-hmm. but yeah, like the next day they fucking were in there. And my dad told me. And so I took, I had a van back at the, t- back at the time because I was a musician I had like, we had like the Econo line van and that was like my whip. Cause like, I didn't have a car and a van. I was like, if we're going to tour, I could give a van. So anyways, I backed my van like into the fucking garage. Cause it was just like a garage. So I backed the van in like to the wall. And I remember I got out of the van. I could see the motherfuckers like it at the tweaker house, like watching me. And it was, it was a motherfucker that I'd never seen before. He was sketchy. And it was like him. And then like the dudes that lived there. And so the dudes that lived there definitely like set it up and they brought mm-hmm. in their sketchy boys. But after my dad told me that he, they had talked to him, sketched the fuck out, bro. I was so fucking scared because the plants were in like week seven. They weren't like quite ready to be chopped. And I think they were kind of seeded. So they didn't really make out with anything super great. Mm-hmm. But that night, yeah, I was like three in the morning or whatever they got in there. And there was only like a space, like a half of a foot for them to get in there. Just tweakers that got in and out and got the plants in and out of there. Jeez. Yeah. And so I woke, my dad woke me up. <sighs> And told me the news and I just started crying. I just fucking broke down in the backyard, just in tears. It chokes me up even talking about it. And I was just like, I could see the leaves. Mm-hmm. You could see the fucking remnants of their fucking, their theft, you know? Always. Yeah. It chokes me up, dude. Just, just like, cause I, it brings me back to being right there and just being like, just because that's your shit. You spend three months, six months because we had, we had, we kept the four lighter up top and just put T5s and that was our veg. And so we were like, this is, we're perpetual with it, bro. Mm-hmm. Soon as the fucking flower room was chopped, the veg plants were already this big, ready to go into, to pre-veg in the flower room for three weeks and then start flowering. So we had everything going, but then once we got robbed, we were like, nah, fuck this. This isn't worth it. Cause we we're just like, we didn't have, we didn't have security. We didn't have shit. We, we did, we do now, but like it was fucked up, bro. It yeah, was, and you know what do you sad. do? They're your neighbors, so they're always watching. This is your, this is your parents' house. Door, yes, my parents' house that they live in to this day. There's an alley. There's an alleyway behind the house, and these dudes lived in the sketch. It was like always a tweaker house. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's an episode of intervention about the girl that lived in the house before them, and then the grandma. The girl's grandma has her own intervention episode as well. You can go look it up. It's like look up Fortuna intervention, and like this girl Sarah will pop up. She was like the, the neighbor for like a long time. Wow. And they were always really cool to us, but they were just, they were just kind of poor and the house had rats. But then once those dudes moved in, it was like, they were breaking into everyone's house and robbing everyone around. Like no one's cars were safe. <laughs> they were fresh out. Yeah, it's like the dumbest <laughs> thing you get to. You're like, let's rob everyone within the direct vicinity Bro, of ourselves. Drugs like yeah. that. And shit. So I still live That's in Fortuna. It's literally the dumbest shit. You get to like go to a yeah. different neighborhood where they're, not by you. No, it's I, the craziest I shit. I never robbed in Fortuna. My my motorcycle got robbed and my scooter got wow. robbed because I was just it was Thanksgiving. It was Thanksgiving the night before Thanksgiving. I was like just chilling with my parents, and then like I was like super faded when I got home, and then I just like forgot to bring my bike in. It was just chilling in my backyard. Woke up Thanksgiving morning, boom, both of them were gone. So yeah, even just Fortuna is a hell of tweakers. Was it, it's all ice and shit. They meth. Yeah. Um, what's up? It's all meth. Hell of meth, dude. Hair hold though. Yeah, what's yeah, that? Just uh, filter. Oh, yeah. Meth for days. There's a lot of tweakers, probably a lot of heroin and, and look, whatever That's bullshit. Sad. It's weird that they're up there because it's like, what the fuck are you doing up there? It's like the woods and shit. Well, it's nice weather. 
Oh, you know, it's not hot as fuck like LA. Yeah, it's either that or and it's not on cold. Street in it's LA. not. It doesn't snow. It gets cold, but it's not like forty. Yeah, yeah. it's actually pretty dope weather for a homeless person in Humboldt yeah. County. Yeah, it's not like Seattle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And California treats homeless people pretty well, I think. Compared to other places, you're in right. In general, yeah. yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell. Where's that? Yeah. So where does it go from there after the Tweakers? Yeah, we stopped. breaking. Yeah, we stopped. I don't remember what I was doing. I don't, that would have been a good time for me to like start making gummies, but that wasn't when I started making gummies. That wasn't the edible time. I think I was doing music. I was obviously still doing music. And so I think at that point I was just like trying to focus on just like touring and like that was like my main passion i was like guitar player and vocals and bands and shit and then but i still had to make money so i can't remember i think i may have just been like brokering like trapping or not yeah just like brokering packs from the homies like my cousin you know was growing so maybe i was making a couple hundred bucks but i think we only shut down for dude it wasn't long after those that the people got put in prison for home invasions and shit so after they got put in prison or whatever, we started growing again, like instantly. But it was, we only did the four lights. I think or we shut half the room down, built like a wall and like, like made it so no one could fucking get in there mm-hmm. and made it a little bit smaller. And now it's only a four light. And we actually, we're just phenol hunting in there now, but. That's good though. That like, I mean, you learned a lesson. Keeping it alive though. Yeah. We're actually going to shut it down. I think after this next run, just because I have so much shit going on and we have other spots that are way more dialed in. But there's something about that four light room that you've been growing in for 15 years. Um, that's what put me on the map. Like when, when high times featured our flower on their Instagram page, it was like that the flower grown in that room. Wow. And even now, like, you know, we have other rooms, but like the stuff that I really push on the page and like the stuff that I really push is the stuff that's grown like in that room or like my other, my newer room, you know, which is an eight light room. So sounds, eight, it's either eight lights sounds or, tough to shut it down or it is yeah but no, the parent spot won't be that hard because my mom wants her like her she shed her like her little spot but <laughs> she wants her thing and, and uh it, growing there at first was because we needed to pay the bills you know and now it's like a pheno hunt room so i'm trying to like you know keep it keep it going just as something but mm-hmm. yeah it's just not really needed but i'm just getting too busy to even grow you know at all anymore brands booming the brands booming so i have to be in other places and i can't be just chilling in the grow room you know yeah which sucks it breaks my heart but i'm gonna keep doing it until i i'm like i can't you know even if it's just a four lighter to smoke you, on or, you toured all over the world though with the band stuff to yeah. get back to that part yeah so you get into the band thing and you start touring all over or where's like how's that go yeah so i mean i was just always doing music like since i was i started playing guitar when i was nine and so i've just been doing that shit you know so i play drums and keyboards and, and bass and all that shit and i'm just like i like making art and writing songs and doing all that so yeah i was just doing that for 15 to like 35 so 20 years you so you know? play multiple instruments yeah yeah wow. I, I i would record music and i would play all the instruments on the recordings and then i would get the homies to play in the bands and we'd start the band out of it and take it from there so like yeah i'm like a multi-instrumentalist I'm like, I like to do Photoshop. Like, so that's why I, I do really well with Jelly Wizard because you were always making flyers and shit. Since we were little kids, we're, we were using like the fucking, like the, the photo jet, like printers and shit, like the, the copying printers and shit back in the day. And so and it's changed now. We're using Photoshop, but just have a good eye for that kind of shit just because of the music. The music stuff was a huge influence, which I got, also came from my sister because she got me into like punk. 
So she would like back in the mixtape days where it was an actual mixtape. So she'd be like, here's a, here's a mixtape with like no effects and like Pennywise and like blink and homegrown. And so we got into punk and then, you know, sublime and three love and all that shit and all the stoner band incubus mm-hmm. and that kind of shit. And so that was like a big part of smoking too. You know, those bands, you're going to shows and you're, you're my mom's like, go to the show. Fucking, you know, we go to the show with my sister we're chiefing on the way to the show. You know what I mean? Where, where were the shows we were at? So Humboldt County actually had a really good ska and punk scene when we were during that time. So like every, every punk band came through there. So there we're just like, like Less Than Jake. Less Than Jake came yeah. through. Um, like the ska, the whole ska era was really dope. Yeah. Like the if you were in that era around. And we like, were able to like be in And that. go to the shows and shit. Like yeah. that was It'll Goldfinger. Never, and ska all that will kind. never come back. Nah. Ska will never be popular ever again. But it, man, what a different genre it was of sick. music. Yeah, it was called the Celebration Hall in Arcata, California. Wow. And um, that's where I saw my first show. It was Let's Go Bowling was the band, their ska band. And uh, so we were high as fuck at all those shows. Everyone was pretty much, you know what I mean? We're skanking, we're fucking, you know, crowd surfing and shit. And so that's like what got me into one of the tour. And so then me and my other, like pretty much best friend, Beryl, um, his dad was the one that was like, we were taking nugs from out of the Altoids jar. Um, we were actually taking guitar lessons from the same dude when we were like really young. And then we started our first band together when we were 14. And so our guitar teacher was a huge stoner too. And he's like one of the best guitar players in Humboldt County. He's like a, he's like a legend. He's like a jazz legend. Um, you guys know like Hoobastank? Yeah, of course. Hoobastank? Like there, I think it was their, either their drummer or their guitar player was from like Fortuna. And so he played in bands with him. No shit. Yeah. And so there's just random, random musicians that were from Humboldt. They, that like, um, like no effects, their guitar player, El Jefe, he's from Eureka. So there's just random dudes that are, that are from Humboldt, but uh, had a cool scene. Had a dope ass, a thriving uh music scene so we got lucky in that and um it, yeah it definitely went hand in hand with just being faded smoking you know? <laughs> so, that was dope and so years and years of that years of of music mm-hmm. and then how does it transition back to like wanting to get back into cannabis well, full-time or well hold on like well, we were we never stopped growing like we got robbed and we saw but like oh okay. i was down south like doing music because there's no music scene in humble county right mm-hmm. so i'm down south in, in la doing my thing but my parents are taking care of my plants up in humble oh that's and gangster my yeah wow. and so i would just be just going back and forth every month or so just to check on the plants do my thing okay this look good but yeah there'd be times when they didn't know what male plants looked like mm. And they're like, why does this plant look like this? And I'm like, bro, it's a male plant. Like, put a bag over it, fucking mm-hmm. get it the fuck out of there, you yeah. know? And that's when we started making our own seeds, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's fucking, Those you know? breeding projects. Yeah, that's when you we know, started. We're actually going to do a breeding project with this one. <laughs> yeah. 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 El, El Boogie knows about that for yeah. sure. So that's, yeah. But no, we never stopped, bro. And we were just like. Yeah. We, so, but like the tours, you said you would go on tour and stuff. Like, where would you guys go? Which, what was the band? Uh, we, we had a band called The Body Rampant and we were a band for like 10 years. And that was like a band that we started from the ground up. Um, Dwayne Flatmo was like, he made these crazy masks. He's like a, he does like all the Fox Farm soil and mm-hmm. like, um, he does the artwork for Fox Farm for Lost Coast Brewery. And he, he's been on the Tonight Show, like Jay Leno, all that shit. And so he's just a crazy artist. He makes these masks. We wore these masks like in our music videos, not like live, but like, so we were able to do a lot of cool shit. We toured around like, not around the world. We toured around the country. We did South by Southwest a couple of times. Oh, so, mm-hmm. And then through that, I met 
a bunch of other bands. And then when the body ramping was kind of like settling down, I was able to fill in for other bands and play like play guitar and do tours. And that's, that's how I went to Europe was I got to tour, like fill in for another band. So spent, you know, five weeks, six weeks in Europe doing that just because of people I met. It's just like networking. You know what I mean? Same shit with cannabis. You just, you start from the bottom and mm -hmm. you just hope that you can get as far up as you can, you know? That's dope though. Yeah. So you guys would go around and travel by van, right? Yeah. So we had like had the econ one. Yeah. We had the van. Sometimes we'd rock the trailer, but we've had the, we've, dude, if this was a music podcast or whatever, we could talk just as long about all the, <laughs> the fucking crazy stories that we've seen. I bet, right? Yeah. What's it's it like, like being on the road, the tour, the having not, your own I've van? Slept on the, I've slept on the ground, like on the, the ground in a Walmart parking lot. Like, yeah. Outside the van, everyone's in the van. I'm sleeping on the on the ground with like a pillow. Sketchy, bringing weed on you on tour, huh? Yeah, we've gotten like there's a border in Texas. There's a checkpoint in Texas. It's a drug tech checkpoint that we never knew about until we actually had to go through it. So <laughs> hey, we're slowing down. What's why are we slowing down? And yeah. you look out, it's like you're like there's like thirty. How does that go? <laughs> so how does it go when you when you magically pop up on a Texas checkpoint? Yeah, with weed on you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you either get popped or like we. I think we vac sealed it just because. Yeah, you know what I you boys we, doing out here? We went to Walmart and just had like the shitty vac seal. But yeah, we had they had the canine. They opened up. They opened up the van doors and the canines jumped in. Holy fuck! The canines jumped. What? Like they go, they fucking yeah. They let them in. They're running around and they they put you. Uh, they take everyone out of the van. They put you in like a chamber and like a little cell, like a jail cell type thing, and then they would search the fuck out of your shit. Yeah, and then sometimes they never, they never found anything on us. Hell yeah! Yeah, I, I think one time I had like a pee on me, but we didn't do we didn't get like super checked. And I was like selling the pee at South by like and it with a backpack on. I had a shirt that said like I love weed or something, and I just like it's loud. You walk into a venue and it just smell like fucking Girl Scout cookies or some shit. Yeah, it's like not bagged up, and I was just slanging. It was crazy. You had to fucking hold the scale and weigh it. I mean, that's wild. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. we pre-bagged it. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Damn, oh, that's ballsy. We were pre-bagging it in Barstow at a hotel, and we got charged a $200 smoking fee just because the weed was so... We, we weren't smoking the weed. We were just breaking up shit. We got charged for that. Yeah, so yeah, that, that Texas checkpoint was crazy because... We got used to it though. We were like, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, we know what, you know, we, we, we did South by Southwest like three years in a row, I think. Where in Texas? It's Austin. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. if you're going to Austin, buyer beware. Yeah. I mean, anywhere. I mean, there, we found out there was a Northern entrance into Texas that we could go through, but it was like way farther. So I think we, we ended up missing a couple of showcases because we took this longer way, but we're like, we got our weeds. So like, you know, yeah. that was like more important to us than anything when we toured, just making sure we were faded. And we went to Europe. We didn't have weed. And so I had to find weed every night. I was like, I got my, my like $50 per diem. And then I would like talk to like sketchy fools and find weed for the whole tour package too. I would like, all right, you know, how much weed does this band want? There's like four bands on the package and I'd like collect their money and then I would go out and find weed. Damn, that's dope. <laughs> yeah. And there'd be like some sketchy fools. I remember this one guy was like, do you know what death is? Or like, do you know what death feels like? Or something like in some alley. And I was like, I no, but I want that fucking bag. So let's just <laughs> yeah, get this going. Yeah. Let's get this uh, moving. Who had the best weed? Did you run into so many fire over there? I mean, I don't think it was from that spot, but we had a, I had a homie. This was before I, I did jelly wizard. So I already had like an Instagram account just from like, just being a grower and shit. And so I had a homie out there and it was like some wedding cake in London, but it had to have been grown in Cali or like something, you know what I mean? I don't know. It looked like some wedding cake, like the best wedding cake you would see 
It was fire. But we had, we were going into a different country like the next day. So we had to smoke a whole, like that whole eighth or whatever, yeah. or, or like quarter. Some badass night. growers in London too. Mm-hmm. So it may have been, it may have been grown mm-hmm. there. It, it actually might have been grown there because the dude, um, I think he was affiliated with some growers. So they grew, I think it was probably London. They had some fire, bro. Yeah. It was really fucking good. Like like, pound cake. We got some episodes of First Smoke of the Day a few seasons back in London, in the UK, where I'm talking to some growers. Sourco. Okay. Bro, big shout out Sourco. Like, they get it out there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Some OGs out there. Street Skittles, Genetics, Z Cube, like crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Real sour. That's why I asked because I was like, we we were blown away by London. In London. Yeah, yeah. We were blown away. We were like, this is right on Brick Lane. We were in camden that was okay. like a little town this is like the, that's where the venue is in camden Dope. um yeah it was fucking we had some weird experiences buying i remember some dude pulled it out of his mouth i was like like pulled like a five bag out of his mouth like a 10 bag out of his mouth that must oh, be where yeah. it's super illegal and i was like <laughs> yeah. must have sold crack too <laughs> left side no, he crack, had some co- right he had coke too yeah, yeah he did right. he had, coke yeah. On he had more side. than that yeah, yeah. he had all kinds of shit in his yeah he was he was rough six different that was in germany balloons. that was in like some crazy place and that was like the last show we played in germany um but that was when so um i, I had his son like four years ago so my son was like about to be born while i was on tour over there and i'm like finding weed in alleyways and shit and doing all the sketchy shit and then i came back and my son was born and then that's when i like started jelly wizard that's when i was like it, it took my son being born for me to be like yeah i need to like stop doing music basically you know what i mean you think if you would have kept doing it it would have led to something what music mm-hmm. yeah um yeah i mean the band that i had like joined and went to europe with like broke up after that and so i wasn't easy decision at the time yeah like it was rad because i had spent 20 years grinding in music bro playing shitty fucking vfw halls and bars and fucking on the ground and like some some cool shows you Mm -hmm. play like 50 cool shows to play one or two bangers right and then finally got to the point where I was touring. Like we were on tour with Trash Talk. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Trash Talk. They're like that a huge, familiar. They're, they're like a, a very influential hardcore band. And um, I'm still homies with their bass player to this day. He like he he followed me doing Jelly Wizard, and I was like, "Dude, we toured together. Do you remember me?" He's like, "Oh yeah, we do. You're right." So he buys from he picks up bounces and shit every now and then. But I think tra- uh, Trash Talk ends up. They're still doing shows every now and then. But yeah, it's just cool to see how cannabis and music. Um, correlate and how they they work together so tightly and people don't really realize it but Mm -hmm. i learned a lot in the music industry just from when you're in a band you you email people all the time right you're like trying to book shows you're just putting yourself out there as a musician like constantly because no one knows who the fuck you are you're just like you know just like you're starting your you're starting your band in a garage and you want people to listen to your shit and so i took that and and like took it into cannabis basically so that's the game that I'm dropping really is like, dude, if you, if you put yourself out there and you email people, they might not write you back, but they might. So that's how we got our fucking artists. That's how we got Brito breath to do all of our branding, wow. all of our art. I just fucking emailed him. Just out of nowhere. You're like, yeah. I'm gonna get a hold of this dude. Yeah. So I thought of Jelly Wizard. I thought of the name. I thought of the idea. And that wasn't the wizard that I, that I envisioned at all. Uh, right i just i just told him the like name the gnome style wizard. yeah the total yeah. happy gnome style really different yeah I, I was actually thinking like a more of a dark scary wizard mm-hmm. but then he hit me with that and i was like oh shit this is like some smurfs like shit it's like mm-hmm. a character yeah and that's when you really 
when you're developing or designing for a brand, the deeper you can go, the better the brand. Yeah. Yes. And the deeper, when I say the deeper, I mean like the easier it is for you to come up with ideas for different things that it can lead to. And it's right. like, it's a world. Like, like these is like little dolls, a vinyl toy. Mm -hmm. It would be amazing, right. even like a Huge. stuffed toy. Yeah, yeah we, like we do have like, yeah, we do have a stuffed stuff, exactly. plush that we did one of yeah. that we can yeah. Uh, but stuff further. like that to bring the markets, like it still makes sense for your brand. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. you know sign of a great brand. So that's really dope. Thanks, that you, it wasn't what you envisioned, but as you see it, it was it so becomes, much sicker than what I envisioned. Yeah, no, I was like, wow, this isn't what I thought, but this is actually works because I'm a I'm a happy dude. I'm like. I'm as a little like little wizard gnome dude. I'm not like this crazy, big, intimidating, scary guy. And so it, it kind of works for me personally, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the brand, you know, we're a, we're a really small brand. People think we're this huge fucking thing. We're not, it's like five people, you know what I mean? Other than Natura, we're like really small, you know? And so it, it definitely, uh, it like encapsulates like what we do really well that'll do and then when, yeah it's we're able to really build on it make a little world out of it that's what we're in the process of doing right now yeah it's crazy i ate like a handful of the uh the magic marbles you feeling all right i don't know how many i ate i'm feeling yeah it's a different high it's good. like laid back yeah it's, it's a laid back like yeah super laid back super i took chill. some yesterday they I took, taste amazing i took some yeah. gummies yesterday like during the day i usually eat them at night I ate them during the day and I was feeling really good. I was like, yeah. And it's like an extra layer of highness. They're potent because I couldn't have ate more than, you know, 10, five or 10. Yeah. So like when you eat edibles, your liver turns the THC into like some crazy is into like a different type of THC. And so you're getting the THC from the, the edibles and then your liver turns it into something else. And so that's why it's like a five milliliter or five milligram gummy could fuck you up, mm -hmm. especially if you've never eaten one before. Cause your liver does it some crazy shit. It turns it into a psychoactive yeah. version of cannabis yes. uh, from a non-psychoactive or from <laughs> a very low psychoactive right. to a high psychoactive. So you end up really feeling the effects in a, in a, you know, that's, vibrant that's way. Smoking would never give you, even yeah. if you took 12 dabs, you would never get that high. Yeah. That's why people love edibles. The people that love them really like them because it's unlike, other things it's unlike yeah. you know i compare it more to like you know when you eat a high edible dose it's similar to tripping totally i think it's like oh on the way of like when you're on that rise of like oh i'm starting to see shit yeah it, it that's how to, a hard edible trip is usually like whoa it's too much like, for me like i don't i usually eat them at night like i said like oh because it mm -hmm. puts me to sleep bro one or two of those yeah sometimes i'll eat like a handful and then i wake up just like I'm pretty, pretty laid back. I'm pretty laid back right now. I like the low dose, like you do. As you're saying, three to five milligrams per piece, and Those you can have five to ten pieces, and yeah. you're you you then you're good. Versus having one piece that's twenty five milligrams, and you you eat two, and you're annihilated. Yeah, I mean, you know? dude, our candy's good. Don't eat our products. Taste good. <laughs> so we don't want people to just eat one. You don't want to eat one no, chip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You open a bag of chips, bro. You're not going to eat two. Dedicated chips. One chip. You eat one chip. <laughs> yeah, that's like, come on, dude. You're going to annihilate everybody because no one can do it. How about yeah. a drink? Take one sip. Yeah. One sip. Yeah, this. No, it's <laughs> like, nah. People will hit us up. They'll be like, bro, these gummies aren't, hit, aren't hitting or whatever. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. like It's it's going to be different for a yeah. person too. You know? And Pray off the real drugs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <Yeah. laughs> I mean... 
like and it's strain specific too like certain strains might not like mm-hmm. fuck a certain person maybe i don't know there's so many different i've run into people bro. that say they can eat it like you know two three thousand milligrams and and not feel anything and it's right. like well yeah then they're not for you edibles aren't for totally. you totally that's how i feel yeah yeah maybe their liver is fucking something they're, what the hell is that that so was a jelly wizard we actually have them coming on set hey. <laughs> no um, i, I can't wait people to see too, that they're like Oh, they didn't really hit that hard. They eat a whole bag or something, and they're yeah. just like slumped. <laughs> and it's just like you never really truly admit that it's like, yo, yeah. you were stuck, bro. The customers will lie. Get to in there, Bigs. What do you think? What's your favorite color? Uh, so those are. Um, I'm going blue. So check it out. Blue, huh? The blue is the one. Regular. You should make some non-medicated to go along with it. Just I, so you I can, was like, going to really do that, but you can get face. those on Etsy all day if you want. But no, those I'm are already, tropical. They taste great, man. Bright side and regular Skittles. So there's like three different. Yeah. Oh, shit. So there might be two different kinds of reds. So there's like cherry and like. I've been loving. I like the blue. Yeah. The blues are fire. I really like. I don't like the. I only like the green one. Actually, the green ones are like the standard like Skittle. They say that's like what the strange Skittles taste like. It's like the green Skittle. Oh, yeah. I think that's, like the that's about. Try the lime. Get in there. See what you're feeling. Some of them are attached to each other, so you're going two for Dude, one. I'm lit from the mar- magic marbles. Yeah, I like microdosing our edibles. Um, we do make stronger shit. We did the ropes for a while, the nerd ropes. The nerd like ropes are fire. Yeah. We stopped because we did the bites, the Zerd bites instead. I, I like know. those too. Shouts out uh, Seth over at Natura came up with the Zerds idea. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. How did the Natura collab and partnership come about? <laughs> Yeah, that was a pretty natural, organic thing, too. Um, they just, Josh, shouts out Josh, you know? Josh He's awesome. Matt, yeah, he just um, approached me, and I was, I respected what he was doing before. We were just friends on Instagram before, I think, from um, Pistol Point. And he was just crushing with Pistol Point. And uh, Natura was, like, a really new thing at the time. They they had just gotten their loan, their $91, like, billion dollar, um, their investment. And they built their facility. You say billion? Yeah. That's a $91 billion. Not million. Yeah, there's they did the $91 billion. I don't know um, why billion, bro. No, it's billion. You can Google it right now if you want. We had Josh billion? on here too, which is cool because like if you haven't if people haven't seen that episode, flip back. But yeah, he, billion? He, yeah. he played it down Look big at, time. Google, Google how it. much money that Ori um, We have raised. our guy behind. What is Between it? It's like two Jamie. people. It was Ori and like one other guy. They raised $91 billion to, to build it. Yeah. All day. Um, That's the Thailand project, all that shit, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, that was just to build the infrastructure and just like to build out the spot. And um, they actually, Ori had like the largest um, like a solar company in California. And so they built all those lights in the facility. Like they, they like built that facility from the ground up. Yeah. I remember Josh talking about that. Yeah. They didn't really like have to hire that many people because they had like a huge team. Insane. And, yeah. And so I went out there just to like meet them, yeah. you know, just to, just to hang out. And, um, uh, that place is just crazy. It is. The kitchen was, was what really, we're an edible company. Mm-hmm. We really needed someone that could expand our edibles and grow our edibles in an organic way and make them taste exactly how ours tasted mm-hmm. on the black market. So we brought our edibles. We get, we just, you know, we showed them, you know, it's because it's all about texture mm-hmm. with edibles. You know what I mean? Your, your gummies down the right texture. It's trash, bro. If they're slimy, like I don't, I personally don't like vegan gummies because they just, uh, they don't have the texture that I like. I'm not a vegan. So you I like I a traditional gummy that you chew, have to chew multiple right. times. Totally. Yeah. 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 
And so, yeah, we, we met them and, uh, that kitchen is crazy. Bro, that's why we call it the the episode is the Weed Wonka. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, right? Yeah. His whole thing is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Anthony, shouts out Anthony. He's, a, he's an amazing chef. And um, he is just so like, like he just gets it. He understands everything that we, that we do. And um, we, we were like, okay, we do it this way. And they were like, no, well, we want to do it like just really by hand we we have this facility and we have the the means to do this like from scratch like just everything can mm -hmm. be done and we only have four flavors through the nature of spot but those four flavors were dialed the fuck in and i think the first batch the apple ones like ended up getting a little hard and then we fixed it like boom like that it was like instantly fixed and so they're made from scratch like wow. yeah and they're able to crank out like fifty thousand a day or like some hundred thousand gummies a day or some crazy shit what we would put out in a week, they do it in a day. And super dialed. Everyone is dialed. consistent. Yeah. The lab, the lab results on those gummies are like, I think like 10.5 milligrams or something. Mm -hmm. Like a little over, like 11 milligrams or something. Mm -hmm. so did you get to pick the flavors or how'd you guys come up with the exact flavors? Like when they said, what do you want to, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think we just did something that would resemble a nice like rainbow. Mm -hmm. You know, a red, a green, a yellow, and a, like a, you know, a couple of greens in her, you know, just to give it a nice color. And then we do the Zerds over there as well. So those were, um, we were not able to actually have candy. So we made our own candy. We made our own nerds to put in those. That's awesome. So that was a Chef Anthony uh, play move as well. Boss move. And it's just basically layers of sugar on top of each other. Mm -hmm. And then they just coagulate and then they just put the color on them. And it's different. You can flavor them as well. So the Zerds are, uh, Made from scratch as well. And those are medicated available out and about? Yes. They're in the dispensaries currently. So and that was yeah. though, all across the state of California. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the, that's they're slowly being just kinda and the morsel, the magic morsels, um, was something that we developed over there as well. I, we had, I had a, had a few bags of those. Josh we had, had gifted us. Yeah, Josh was that was kind of like his thing because yeah. his those are good. They're fire. He's in the. I don't know if you talked to you guys about his his um, experience in chocolate. His family is in the like the Hershey. You know, they, they like basically started like Hershey's and shit. His uncle or whatever. No, they, he didn't really they, get like, into it sold. too much. No, no, he did. His uncle had a factory, and I think they sold. They sold it. Okay, yeah. no, okay. So they those motherfuckers know chocolate. Like you know what I mean. And so confections, uh, yeah, you know the confections, and they um melting down chocolate is a bitch, and you can't just like melt down chocolate and add rosin and, and just let it reform and you know oh yeah let's just put it in a mold and call it a day. no that's not how it works it's it a, sweats yeah mm -hmm. and so there's certain brands too that are better than others you know what I mean you'll get white chocolate so white chocolate melts down better than regular chocolate and it's because it's you know it's not really chocolate it's like I don't know but like. Uh, a higher quality brand of white chocolate just melts down so good. And so I learned that from Josh. He's like, no, nah, you got to use this brand. I was like, oh, okay. And so, um, but yeah, the, the magic morsels were, was a name that we came up with, but a product it's cool working with them because we can just kind of like make these products. And as long as it's something that we can do in bulk and just crank out, um, yeah, they, they, they knock it out of the park. And so we're, we're doing our flower over there as well. So they have, um, a nice, facility that they've been dialing in for the past like two years mm -hmm. um that was like their main goal while we were kind of like developing our brand into something and they they really helped us with marketing and branding as well because they were putting us in a lot of dope stores mm -hmm. 
for instance, like Jungle Boys reached out to us, but we were able to get into Jungle Boys because we were working through Nature's license. You know what I mean? Yep. But Jungle, but Nature got us into cookies because of their distribution network and stuff like that. Because Josh is just in with Burner and all those dudes and shit. Yep. So it was like a win-win because because we were getting, we had an IP, it's just an IP licensing deal. Very, you know, we got uh, Chris Holocox, our lawyer now. And so he's been able to like help us out. And, big cock. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, cock. Yeah. Yeah. Big shout out, Chris, man. Big shout out, Chris, bro. He He's big based. alien at law. Alien yeah, at law, man. man. If you don't know, now you know. He, he, he made whipping his, up them crazy concoctions in the kitchen. He said this shit's been blowing up since the episode. He told me. He, he was he, like, yeah. who makes the craziest shit? Oh, talking about his but snacks. No, he's saying he like, oh, his snacks are crazy. I told <laughs> you, right? Hell yeah. sugar. Bro, if you like, the, he's the awesome lawyer, but his, yeah, his 420 snacks at night are the craziest shit you've ever seen yeah, from he, like, anybody. Goes, he goes easy during the day, and then he just goes hard with the snacks at night. Like waffles with Reese's peanut butter, and then he'll sprinkle chocolate chips. And then he'll put, he'll turn that into like a cereal bowl. I think that's and why it's he like, likes what us. Is yeah. fun, like cr- shit that you're like, never even think of. Yeah. I think that's why he likes us because we do like weird shit with, yeah. with candy and chocolate. Oh, for and sure. But he was the one <clears throat> and shouts out Chris because he's, he works with me and he's like, deals with my ass, <laughs> my fucking OCD, like lazy. Cause like you do, when you start a weed business, you're like, and it takes off. I don't know how to fuck, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the fuck, how to run a business. I'm learning. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was the one that was like, do you need, you know, you need fucking, bro, what do you, you know, do this. Don't do that. Like, what are you doing? You're doing great here, but you're fucking this up, you know? And I was able to take out all that in and you know, we're bros and he's a, he's just really straightforward with me and like helped me out a lot and kind of like got us and nature on the same page too. Cause we kind of, you know, there's things that, you know, where the legal market has a lot of ups and downs, you know what I mean? And we love nature, you know what I mean? They've helped mm-hmm. us out so much. And there was just times when, you know, we were just like, ah, do we want to, do we want to get our own license? Do we want to do this ourselves? You know? And, you know, but he was able to just kind of get us all on the same page. Like, nah, just, you know, let's smooth this out. Let's get it. Let's get, just keep it popping. And so, um, yeah, they're just like our, they're our official manufacturer and distributor through California. And we're actually working on um, expanding into Michigan as well. Damn. That's going yeah. to be our first multi-state operational Dope. spot is going to be Michigan. Hopefully if it, if it works out. Congrats. What area? Detroit. Straight out of the D. Straight out of the D, baby. It's cold in the D, but you know. Have you been out there? Yeah, just with music. It's rough out there. out there. Detroit's rough. And yeah, we, we're, we're really excited about going into Michigan because That's gonna be dope, though. Michigan has some bomb ass shit. They That's do. what I've noticed. I used to talk shit like, oh, no, Humble has the best shit, dude. No one's hitting Cali. Cali's got the best. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, damn. Michigan's actually. Some of the most expensive God, cultivations in the country and some of the best growers in the world, in my opinion. In Michigan? Yeah. Crazy. I, I'd put it. I mean, like Cali's Cali. But Michigan, a lot of guys moved out there and the amount of money in the grows is astonishing. Like when you see yeah. these grows and like, yeah, all the floors are heated throughout the whole facility. <laughs> wow. You're like, what? Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah. Cause we don't have to, if in the winter, the, uh, everything's even temperature, even the floor. So they don't sweat. You know, cra- shit, we're so much forward thinking in the cultivations. You're wow. going to have a blast out there. Yeah. Like your brand, you'll crush it with the quality. You'll be able to source some really fire. Yo, what up? It's Blackleaf. I'm here at Grow Generation. And guess what? Drip Hydro storming the market. All the best growers I know are switching to it. And guess what? There's a reason because it's preserving terps. I keep hearing that preserving terps. And that's why we're here with Sunshine, facility advisor, facility manager, overall the man with Drip Hydro. Listen to why it's different, man. 
What's going on guys? Sunny here with Drip Hydro. Thing is, at the end of the day, we just wanted to make a simple, clean, cost-effective nutrient line that nobody has really seen on the market right now. Nobody uses really our chelation formulas. Uh, the micronutrients that we have pulled to make this line is really just what makes it overall bringing that consistency and quality back to what we want to see in growing herb again and overall at the end of the day it's still really light on your wallet it's a five-part nutrient line and again if you're not staying sterile or you have a big facility and you don't want to run rock wool and you want to run a mix of cocoa with an enzyme or something you don't even have to run flow with it so at the end of the day it's just saving you money on your wallet while bringing the consistency and the quality of turps back we wanted to bring the turps back and bring the soul back to growing versatility cost effective and quality i mean what else can you ask for drip hydro first smoke of the day black leaf approved peace damn this place is huge i gotta get what i need and get out of here man i'm in a rush what whoa black leaf Oh, you already know. What are you doing here? I basically live here. Grow Generation, can filters, Power SI, Athena products, Lux Lighting. Man, I mean, I basically live here. Grow Generation Store is the largest hydroponic store I've ever been to. It's crazy. The largest hydroponic retailer in the nation with over 60 locations, so you know they got one near you. It's growgeneration.com and at growgeneration on Instagram. Tell them first smoke of the day sent you. Yeah, the like, dudes that we're working, that we're talking to, they were they're already winning like canvas cups and shit. There you go. So like, the quality of the flower is great. We wouldn't work with anyone that was putting out, you know, yeah. even Natura, bro. Their their flower is great. You see that fucking four thousand light facility, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, people always look down on that shit nowadays. Like, oh, it's not. It's gonna be whatever, dude. They're, I wouldn't put my name on it if it wasn't dang, if it wasn't terpy. Yep. We we dropped the bubble bath flower and it was so smooth, bro. It smoked so good and so creamy, like the creamy turps we're talking about. Had the cream turps I like and the gas that I like. And um we gave them some of our genetics as well. So oh, yeah. we gotta start getting them like larger trays of stuff so they can really put it into full production. But is that where the rosin's from and the rosin pens? No. Are the okay. That's all that's all our medical stuff. Okay, um, cool, cool. It's actually produced in a licensed lab though. Man, so we have a fire. licensed lab in Humboldt that we work out of kind of like the same way. It's not our lab, but we're able to utilize their license. Talk and about the pins a little more because uh, yeah. they're hitting good. I like it. The melon mm -hmm. cake. I'm really loving those pins, bro. Um, Shout out ABD. style pin too. I have early hit many of these. Yeah. It's a straight disposable live hash rosin, full spectrum. No, nothing added, nothing taken away. Um, Clean. It's not like a terp layer it's no. just it's just the it is whole, what it is it's the same thing you see in that gushman's gram you know what i mean just uh altered into a liquid mm -hmm. consistency that most of the time i would say 98 percent of the time stays just like that too we've had we've seen some crystallization where a month down the road it, it'll crystallize up but the turps will still be there so it doesn't like it doesn't it never butters or anything but sometimes it'll recrystallize but um, those cartridges are great because there's like a 0.01% failure rate. And so that's key. Yeah. Bless you, brother. When it comes to a um, turp allergic, he, he did the same the thing. La the last time you hit it, you sneeze too. And I said, yeah, that, I was like, it's the that was a dab though. Oh, well still our shit will make you sneeze. It's really terpy. Terpy. Um, you're right though i yeah. did that i did that when that i was smoking cake. when Ooh. i was smoking live resin one time it like made me it was like some skittles live resin i got it out of a dab and it was like water terps and i was just like i had to sneeze so terps will do that too but no those pen and that's the terp tunnel yeah that's our the terp, the terp tunnel. tunnel yeah the terp tunnel is like uh it's kind of like a what's like a donut type type deal but we don't do a snake um we actually put rosin balls 
Oh. Yeah, so those are like the rosin bombs. And I like this tip. There. What kind of tip is this? Yeah, so we work with a couple of different companies that produce our tips. Cool, um, man. Yeah, Rec Tips um, does some of them. And then um, the Humboldt Boutique Farms, which is like the El Presidente dudes. They, they, make, they made those ones. These oh, are wow. dope, man. Yeah, they, they hit really well, too. They're not just, they're not just fun. You can, you can spark it up if you want. No, yeah, super cool, man. Um, I love the not, color. It's not just eye candy. The, they hit really fucking well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I've been, I've been on, I've what, been on glass you, tips heavy right now. Yeah, they were, they were fucking awesome. Yeah, no, I appreciate those rib tips you got me. You're welcome. Thank you, man. I saw you put it right in the ashtray. I had to, I keep mine to the side. You know? If oh, I had, dude. You know, forty dollar tip. It's crazy, bro. That I think the glass tip revolution's just starting on joints, and I think that it's, it's, it, to spend forty to fifty dollars on a glass tip that's just the beginning we're just getting to where now when they start to dive into the technology of how the smoke spins and what how far away for heat retention and you know what i'm saying just what they did with dabs you remember with dabs right? Yeah. But remember with dabs where it first started with like a skillet, Dude, the technology then it went into like, hey, and new. now it's to the point where you just have a, you just double tap it and it's like the exact, the same thing's going to yeah. happen with your joints. I think, I think this is just the beginning of like, cause the Gordo scientific, I mean, rip tips. And then I see with these is like, it's, you start to see more where there's some thought behind not just the look, right? It's like, well, I need it to be this far because I don't yeah. like it to smoke hot, but yeah. I think hash holes kind of started that. The first time I started seeing really in-depth tips, like oh, to right. where they were like yeah. glass and then wrapped and it was, right. and to where they were more than just the homie who had some, you know, funky field tips. It was like a really. Yeah. Functionality. Oh man. These yeah. hash hole guys, they have to make a thousand of them. Right. Fuck yeah. Fidelity uses the, um, what are the ones that he uses? The, like the recycled ones. Bio. Yeah. Biocamp. Bio, yeah. Yeah. Those ones are cool. Yeah. Bio they did some first nice. smoke of the day ones for us. That's this is, yeah, so, this 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 is, is so different right here. It's innovation at its finest. Which one's that? The rip tip. The rip tip. Oh, yeah. scientific and just what it does. Like this whole chamber. Yeah. There's like a bunch of little circles around it. And it yeah. spins. Yeah. It, it's interesting. It definitely chokes me up on joints that I'm like, I've had to ask, like, is there hash in this? And they're like, no, no. And I'm like, man, this thing is chugging. You know, I love it. I love it. I love the glass tip revolution that's happening. So you're yeah. about to roll out the turp tunnels? Yeah, we've just been doing like a soft rollout, just like without packaging and just what's, letting people What's enjoy the them. main difference between doing it as balls and then the worm? Do you see any? Well, we just want to do something different. Yeah. And then um, it's kind of like a game. You'll see once we release it. Cause it's like, it's like the box is going to be like, a, it looks like an NES game cartridge. Oh, dope. For the packaging. And uh, they're called rosin balls, and you're <laughs> and we're actually going to develop a, like a really cheap, um, generic, corny like '90s like video game where you just hit left, or down, up, right, and you have to dodge. You're you're the whiz, and you're surfing, and you're dodging through these like um, bombs in the water. They're like cannons, and that's technically what the rosin balls are in the turp tunnel. So you're like, you never know if you take a rip if you're going to hit this fucking crazy tunnel and went in like in the game when you hit the tunnel you like wipe out and you like go into this realm this mm -hmm. like you hit a portal and like when you hit the turp tunnel and you hit the fucking rosin you technically go into like a portal because you're like you hit that That's shit and you're like fuck so it's like this crazy idea that we did mm -hmm. for the turp which we haven't even been able to like fully execute yet because the boxes that we had made were super shitty and we had to fucking basically throw them away. And we have a new box company that we're working with that's going to make it proper. But those are going to be sick when I kind of just like ruined the whole thing. But 
when we actually drop it, it's going to nah, be sick. Nah, should be dope. People can look forward to it now. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Yeah. You know? yeah. And you're being held accountable. You got to come out with we it. We actually now. have <laughs> to do it now. Yeah. Double way. It'll there. happen. It's a double positive. Nah. Is the rosin available all over the place as well? No, nah, not yet. I was about to say, man, that shit is fire, bro. I can't wait till that's hitting. Yeah. What's up? That gush mint. What'd you Oof. think? I loved it. In the mid- I put Wanna it in the middle some? of an OZ here. Kush joint. Yeah. yeah. Let's get big to take a dab here. Yeah. Was that turf tunnel rolling? Look at the ash on that turf tunnel too. It's straight wide as fuck um what so, made you want to do the the tops like this uh just just being bored and high mm-hmm. um <laughs> that's how my dude that'll uh, do it. johnny depp though he's our he's our new rosin um like he's just the beast he's been running our hash lab and um i don't have to do the rosin anymore i don't have to even touch it and he's just straight crushing um so he has his own uh depp so I call him, I call him, I just call him Johnny Depp. His name's John, but he has his own, that that's from his Depp that he just harvested. Wow. It's the whitest, wettest, terpiest rosin you've ever seen. It's all done by like the him. The whitest, and his wettest, yeah. terpiest, terpiest rosin. rosin you've ever, ever seen in yeah. motherfucking life. Babes. It's up there with a lot of the top brands. I feel like. Get in there, bro. Um, Hold on. Make way. Yeah. I think, I, f- I feel like the stuff that we're putting out is just as good as anyone on the market. And so, but we also wash um, stuff from outside gardens, but it's all through a licensed lab. So like, um, for instance, there was a fire up in Willow Creek a couple months ago Oof. and um, he was able to house a lot of the fresh frozen wow. from those fires. And then just, that was a, a way for us to get in with some of those gardens. Like, Hey, we'll house your fresh frozen, but we'll also wash it for you, you know? And so some of those gardens really fire. So we've been able to keep working with those people. And That's dope. Yeah. That's a real dope way to kind of be it's able crazy. to. It's crazy. Turning a, po- a negative into a positive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was rad. And like, so um, he washes a lot of, all of our rosin is outdoor or light depth. None of wow. our rosin, none of our rosin is indoor. And we still Appreciate have a very premium price Appreciate point. Appreciate you for, keeping it a real player. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, and, I and, and it's, it's a dope feat because it's I couldn't tell. Yeah. So I hit it and was like, well, here's, the, here's the thing with, with rosin. But I'm also not that heady. Well, rosin Outdoor rosin is better than indoor rosin. Ooh. Yeah, shots fired. Um, I think that's a lot of game drop because people don't really realize that. Yeah, so it's the They don't it's know the that, but, but I'm sure a lot of rosin, you know, everybody would, a lot of people would agree is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, I mean, well, the proof is in the pudding. You know yeah. what I mean? Look at our rosin. What's up with that? What do you think? The spectrum. It's, it's the head. The sun. It's the sun produces larger heads, I feel like. The heads that you want to utilize into making the wettest, red. the greasiest rosin comes from 90 through 120 yep, or 70 through 160. So outdoor produces a more abundance of those heads, right? So mm. if you're growing indoor, you're going to get fucking 40 U to 180, but there's going to be, you're going to be able to utilize 25% of that and put it in a jar and sell it, mm. right? And the other shit's going to go into edibles, which, you know, that's why our edibles are fine. We don't, we actually use full spectrum for our edibles. We don't, we don't separate our microns for our edibles, uh, but people do, you know, mm-hmm. all day long. I know the majority of edible companies literally put their 40U into edibles and people wonder why it doesn't get them high. Yeah. Well, it's because you're eating, you're only eating the stock of the trichome. You're not eating the fucking trichome. We put the fucking full spectrum rosin in the fucking edible mm-hmm. and it's, you're getting the full spectrum that's experience. That's what I'm saying. I can. Yeah. I could, I can tell the difference, like through the effects of like, Ooh, I'm fucked up, but it's clean. Our edibles are made with outdoor rosin as well. So shouts out fields and the the Skittles dudes because they, they have the the lovely hash thing going on too. And so that's where we've been able to, um, 
really expand as a company because they were just giving us pounds of rosin at a time. Mm-hmm. Skittles rosin. Wow. <laughs> Z rosin. And yeah, from their spots up in like the NorCal and shit. Fire. And so we had jars of um, full spectrum rosin that we've been able to utilize. And when you're not worrying about outsourcing to get your rosin, you can really just have fun with creating and, you know, here's the rosin. What are we going to put it in next, you know, type shit. That's why we have all these cool products because that's so shouts out. Feels, to, yeah, feels really. That's dope helped, too bro. to know that that's coming from fucking Z rosin because that's yeah. always, even from the BHO days, like this, it was always the like best, Z, Z, The best Z, Z, BHO is always Z. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, the all best. the farms that started, you know, putting out fire BHO was all, I think it was mainly Z and like strawberry banana, you know, lemon yeah. tree, all that type of shit. Z is the best strain of the all sun, time. The sun, something <laughs> special, you know, and then added with, you Can know. Hit that t- tunnel? Yeah, absolutely. Added with like My the bad, plant man. has to put its protection on to live outside, right? It's yeah, not yeah. a cushy life inside yeah. versus outside. I was trying so. to get to the tunnel. I ain't gonna lie. Because, you know, the problem with lighting those up is you don't get, to hit, right the, you don't the get to hit the fucking tunnel. But the flower. You the, are the whole time, maybe. The flower itself is really strong now on these. So. What we, flowers in that one? Yeah, it I was, says? I was just going to get to that, too. When, so they're turp tunnels. This is a Z cube. And I think this was a batch. This was like just smalls. It wasn't like the full huge bud. Um, but it's, it's our smalls. It's no, you know. It's what most people do. Yeah. Just our smalls. Yeah. And and for most people, smalls, half the time is the top pieces of the buds that have either Crystal broken off fuck. or it's just yes. some of the looser stuff. But our man, they roll very good joints. Better than, just as good or better, you know. Because, you, yeah, like you say, usually when you're trimming, you're breaking off little smalls to get to that pristine nut that be- goes into the jar. It all depends on the grow, obviously. I've seen some smalls from some grows where I'm like, I wouldn't smoke that, but but yeah, I mean. It depends on the light penetration too. Yeah. What's California Raisins Live Rosin? That sounds fire. That's Yeah, that's um, Biscotti that- Grape Gasoline from wow. Compound Genetics that we hunted in-house. Hell yeah. <laughs> nice ash on this and it stays intact pretty much the whole the whole thing. Um, That's a whole new thing. Everyone's all about that white ash. You get to so that tunnel, we gotta man. give them that white ash, baby. When do you think, think these will be launching? You tell the tunnel's coming, you know, you're hitting that bomb because it, the smoke gets a little thicker. It you does know? get thick. What are you saying? When do you think those will be launching? What's that? Well, they're already launched, but okay. in full production with packaging probably in a couple months. Dope. Wait, this thing smokes so smooth, dude. That's awesome. Man, it's really good. The ZQ uh, flower, three grams of the ZQ flower and a half a gram of California raisins. Yeah. Live rosin. Yeah, so we kept it. I don't think I've had the California raisins. That sounds so. California raisins is a strain that we usually put out in flour, but it dumps pretty well in hash too. Yeah, damn, I could eat those Skittles things all day, man. Those are super fire. Eat a handful. I want you to tell me. I'm already at my limit right now. How you feeling? Good. Very unmotivated. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go fucking chill out, huh? <laughs> nah, I'm feeling good, man. Those are they're good. That's why I said they're light enough where you can Shit. enjoy a handful. Yeah, and, and it, it hits hard too. I'm coughing. Yeah, there you go. So like we we pheno hunted the California raisins when when we pheno hunt, it's usually for flour, right? But we test everything for hash, what it does for hash. Of course, yeah. So like the resin dial, yep. we, we we pull out the resin dial and see what it does. Dope, super cool new thing. We just got that in the yes, garden as well. The resin dial, mm-hmm. yeah. So we bust out about an ounce of our flour. You know, we freeze it. Fresh. Fresh. Yep. Um, well, yeah, usually it's fresh frozen, but if it's not fresh frozen, we'll just freeze it for a day, um, run it through the resin dial. And then uh, the full spec screen that they have is like 70 to 160U. And um, you seen a little hole in there? Yeah. You seen a little, a little rosin ball in there? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I was looking for. I was yeah, like, yeah, there it, is. there it is. There'll be a couple of them in there. Um, 
But yeah, so yeah, if it dumps in that certain spectrum, that that's like the money spot. That's that money, that that ninety to one twenty. If it's dumping in there, and then yeah. it's like a little test wash because before you would just shake a, a yeah, jar. Yeah, that now. Which was it ninety u one hundred twenty u? Everyone's like, oh, what u is it? But that, that shit does make sense, you know. No, but it does. That rosin that you're looking at right there is it shows what level of heady you are. Yeah, you, you know, know. Yeah, it definitely shows heady. the heady. It shows the heady. They gotta level. know, yeah. and then they might check. <laughs> yeah, For I real. mean, our full spectrum rosin is just as white as. Are mm-hmm. ninety to one twenty. Damn. Yeah, we wouldn't put full spectrum rosin in a jar if it was dark mm-hmm. or brown. It has to have that that color. It's a very indicative of like like the quality of <laughs> the product. Nature's got a pretty cool greenhouse. Have you guys done any rosin <laughs> rosin out of their flower yet? We are working on that right now. Yep. Um, we're making sure that the rosin is really dialed in over there because mm-hmm. our rosin on the black market is like stupid. <laughs> so they're almost there. Um, mm-hmm. I remember when they first when I first went there. It's it's just night and day since when I went. Yeah. They're just their washroom and they're pressing. They have really nice low temp plates like stacked and they have their, they're using really nice equipment. Nice, nice company. My buddy was telling me they have a guru that walks around. Have you it's heard? a shaman. A shaman. Yeah. I they, haven't, I just heard about this. Yeah. They got a shaman over there. He's, he's Yo, doing. I thought they had Tony Robbins over in that uh, bitch walking around. No, it's even wilder. <laughs> a no, guru. He's sick. Yeah. yeah. He, listen, he has his own like spot. He has his own office where he does like, um, just experimenting with different like compounds and yeah. I think he's he's taking cannabis and like mixing them with different things and seeing what they do. And, and he like blesses people throughout the day. They do yeah. like it's, it's crazy. He's My a boy. really cool trippy guy. out there. Yeah, he's for real. Really cool. No, it's a very spiritual workplace, which is super cool. It's like he has been doing mushrooms since he was two years old. There you go. It's like I've heard some stories. Like that's what I'm saying. There's some wild stories he's in out another there. Dimension then. He's been doing mushrooms since he was two years yeah. old. There's another one, another turp. Let's put it that way. Turp ball. Yeah. I was on a different round, bro. Turp ball in the turp tunnel. There's another turp ball. Hit the hit it, baby. Get it, dude. Very hey. subtle Z on that. It's more gas. Um, uh, that that one was just like, I don't know. Usually uh, the Z cube for us, it, it really has that lime until the very end. But I think that batch, it's weird. It varies. Sometimes it'll be super gassy. And I think it's yeah, how no, long you right. take it. Because, you know, Heisenberg, he got the ZQ too. Okay, listen, we have, the same, we have that same cut. Is that what it is? I like same, it. I like it. We have the same cut as Heisenberg. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. We it's fire. Yeah. Um, you can so, smoke the shit out of it and be like, you're, you know, it's potent. I'm really, yeah, I'm fine as fuck. So <laughs> there's a backstory on that cut. Um, Let's hear it. This dude. Oh, man, you uh, heard it here old, first. It's the old growth grown cut. I'm just going to say. Uh, right now. Old oh. growth gardens. Yeah, old growth grown. Um, he's up in Arcata. And he sat in line at Emerald Cup for, I think, like six or seven hours in, I think, 2014, 15. Mm-hmm. And it was when Dying Breed. Uh, so it's another crazy part of that story is that, and I don't know if I should even tell this, but because I, ta- I talked to Tony and Fields about, because I like to dig in deep. I, I'm like really into Skittles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I love to hear stories. I'm like, it's like. It's one of back, the most famous strains. It goes back to me being a musician because I like watching music biographies and I like watching like behind the scenes and shit. So like if I get Tony and Fields in the same room, I'm going to ask them some shit, you know. Um, but so that release uh, that was it, was, a, it was a dying breed release. Um. I think it was supposed to be a collab, but anyways, uh, that was like the backstory, but anyways, it was supposed to be a collab between like the boys mm-hmm. in, in, in dying breed, I think, but then it ended up just being a dying breed release, the Z cube. And I think it was watermelon Skittles. It was Lamange. 
and a few others. OGZ, I think, was bef right before that. Because you're talking about the seeds, the correct? The seed drop. Yeah. The, the, was this the, the debut yeah, ZQ. You remember. When ZQ dropped. I think this originally. motherfucker had me in line that day. Yeah, we, we bought a bunch of seeds sure. from that drop. It was in 2014, right? Yeah. Those seed names ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. I was we about to say. We, like, hunted, we hunted Is that the year this fool had like eight of us waiting in different lines? It probably yeah, was, bro. Yeah. It was an epic year. of. It was yeah. an epic release that Dying Breed did that year. Oh, where the fuck's our cuts at, buddy? I still have those seeds. Is, you still have them? Are you serious? Fucking a, bro. Look at this ash. It's like as white as this. Fucking. There you go. Um, yeah, you, I mean, do you really still have those? Make me an offer, big dogs, and maybe me and Seals. Yeah, maybe I can get my money. <laughs> oh, fuck, I want dude. those seeds, bro. Come I was on. coming off. I was peeling off. No, yeah. we finally got space this year. Honestly, the year right here. Honestly, bro, I didn't. I don't really like dying breeds. Um, oh, seeds. Really? I love their genetics. I don't like popping their seeds. You, what was the other and one? And I don't like popping the turpox. You got a hunt, either. hunt. I'm just being real. Why? I'm, I'm on the show to be real. Yeah, but why is that though? They just didn't germinate very well for me. Oh, okay. The homie that the homie that hunted the Z Cube and stood in line, he's probably he was better at, at hunting seeds at the time. I it's was tough. I was shitty. Seeds at it. is a tough I'm, game. I'm better at it now, but I was shitty at seeds it back then. Tough. I was killing. He gave me thousands of seeds. I killed them all off because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was I was upset. Yeah. So, anyways, wow. he found that cut, and then um, that's been his bread and butter for like ever since then. But I remember he had four phenotypes. And they were unlabeled. They weren't even numbered, right? This is how like unorganized this motherfucker was, yeah. or straight up is. Um, and then it was three or four um, Lamange phenotypes too. I don't know if you guys. I don't even think they even released the genetics of Lamange. It was just like a. It was like a lemon tree type Z. It was lemon and orange. So it's like, which we just lost that cut. Like I just got rid of it because I was just kind of tired of the lemon tangy terps or whatever. Is gas station Bob a real person? Yes, he is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. From what I know. Yeah. Why do you laugh? I think I've seen pictures of him. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm, okay, because I'm like, if this dude's what been about gas station Bob? He's the guy I who bred no, Yeah, he's gas the guy supposedly. Bred it. He's I, the guy who bred it and did the work and did the pollination. What? Z. Skittles. Okay. That's why I asked if it's a yeah. real, because it would be like me being like, yeah, it's Bob. We used to call back in the day, all the old heads that were about 10 years old. on the mango episode. That's what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, but they would, they would blame Bob shit. Bob me, Bob. Yeah, it, literally. Or they would blame shit. They'd be like, oh, that's, that's my boy, Bob. And I know he's lying. Ooh, I'm I, got, like, I got the lime trips on that one right there. I got the Z on that one. But that'd be like, you know, yeah. gas station Bob. So You're when I heard Z that, right I'm like, that's some old head shit of like pretending there's so a So do person. you think his real name is Bob? No, it's, yes, it's gas station. I think, but I his think, real name is Bob. Though I think I don't so. know. Oh yeah, because like old heads used to just say that shit oh, all the time. Okay, Bob, okay Bob, gotcha, Bob. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, he was like an OG head. Didn't want to tell but people that's his dope, name though. So yeah. okay, that's cool, man. Okay, so anyways, we had the Z cube like four phenos. There was one that was like more candy ish, I think. But I think we just got stuck with this one, or the Z cube that hides in the mm -hmm. BTY goes that runs fire. Beautiful cut. But so you know how when you're hunting a phenotype, it doesn't really show its true nature at the beginning. It mm. takes a couple clone runs to really show its tr its true self, right? Mm -hmm. And that's like we were saying before. Sometimes it's super OG ish, and sometimes it's super skittleish, depending on what week you 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 take it to. And uh, but yeah, after four years of growing it, um, it's been really dialed in. I was able to get the cut from my cousin who uh, passed away and shouts out Kyle, um, who was actually the, the first person I smoked with. Um, so he passed away and I had to clear out his grow room for him. Damn. That's, that's got to be tough. It was really fucked up. Rest right? in peace, man. I think about that sometimes. Peace, bro. 
Yeah. And so his wife called me up. She's like, yo, can you come clear all this out? Um, just four lighter, nothing crazy. Just a little four, four banger, you know? And I uh, went in there and, oh, so he had told me like the week before he died that he had aphids really bad. And we, we've actually been dealing with aphids a lot too. Up, up in Humboldt. I think everyone's dealing with aphids in Humboldt County. I think everybody in California is yeah. dealing with aphids at this point. It sounds yeah. like from everybody I talk to and see. Aphids are a fucking nightmare. I've, I've lost a run, a whole run from And if it's not aphids, it's thrips yeah. that you see people. Kyle always said, no, you got thrips. And I was like, no, these are aphids. Like, no, these are thrips. And so I don't even fucking. They go hand in hand right. usually. And then the ants are carrying them in and shit. <laughs> it's fucked up, dude. But anyways, yeah, um, sh- he had aphids really bad. And he told me the week before that he was going to kill all the Z cubes and he had gotten some white runs clones from his buddy. But then he died. And then I went in there and um, there was like four or five Z cube plants that were like actually healthy and like not affected by the aphids. And so I was like, I asked his wife, I was like, can you go get a, a water bottle? And so I grabbed a water bottle and I fucking just snipped them, put them in the water bottle. Right. It usually takes like three or four weeks to get like roots like really bursting out to where I would really even put a, put them in the soil. You guys have seen my roots on, on mm-hmm. the ground. They're usually like just robust. It usually takes about a month. Those motherfuckers were rooted like that in like a week. Wow. Yeah. Quick. Yeah. In a week. And they were ready. And usually, and actually Z cube has kind of been a finicky strain to grow. And to, it's kind of like skittle. It's, I think it's the Z in it that makes it kind of hard to root, you know, and veg. But once it hits its stride and it hits, it goes into bloom. It's just like, fuck y'all. Like, let's get it. Let's go. And then it's just like, leaves are turning purple which skittles doesn't do and it just gas and so um i was able to preserve that strain i wasn't really able to get this strain direct from the guy who hunted it because he kept it really tight he kept it he kept it in house and i had it before years back but this was before i realized that bag appeal wasn't everything right when you're growing skittle varieties and it, you're, it's at a time in the community when everyone wants to see purple fucking trichomed out grenades, right? And you hit them with some some Skittles and they're like, what the fuck is this bullshit, right? So it was one of those things where I was like, okay, I, don't, I can't grow it. But then once I was able to truly appreciate the taste and the high, I needed it back. I needed the cut back. But I couldn't get it from that dude. I think we, we, me and that dude don't even really associate anymore. There's some other bullshit that went down that there's a lot of people that I just don't fuck with. You know what I mean? But uh, I was able to get the cut from my cousin that passed away. And so I'm just going to keep running that shit. And I almost lost it since then just because I only had, I took like four cuts. I, I think like three or four of them rooted really, really well, mothered them out and then almost lost it. And then I had one mother that was like just a, not even a mother, like a veg plant that was probably like yay big. Gave it to my neighbor who's like has an eight liar that I set him up with. He's like growing some of the jelly wizard flower. And so he's, he's mothering it out. Got, um, went over there and the, the, mom look, the mother looked like shit. Mm. The only reason I gave him the mother is because I was going out of town, right? And like, I, I take a lot of pride in my veg plants. Like, that's where it all fucking starts. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I love organic gardening. I love, you know, top amending and, you know, all that shit, microbes and teas and all that bullshit. And so my veg plants are always really buttery. So anyways, when I, when I show up at his spot, it's just like kind of like wispy and like, just not what I gave. I, I gave you this plant two weeks ago. It looks like ass, bro. So whatever, took cuts off it anyways. And they rooted in like a week. They were like, just going to ham, you know, that strain refuses to die. And like, the, you know, so now. That's good though. It's so a great now smoke. I got Erndo growing it too. So shouts out Erndo. I was about to pull some. Big Ernie, right? Big Ernie. Yeah, yeah big Ernie. Let's go, we're about man. To, we're about to Bring chop. full circle. Yeah, so <laughs> Ernie's been a real one. Yep. So Ernie's back. Not many make it 
20 down years the later. Long road. Yeah, no, bro. Long. I mean, you know, still... this guy's barely hanging out. How, how long has it been? What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Baby, <laughs> like, I'm not many. Bro, when Erdo came back to my 18. house like last year, I gave him the California raisins cut. I gave him like apple fritter. I just gave, I'm always just giving him cuts. But when he came back the last time, I, like all my plants were in my parents' garage and he was like looking around. I was like, I can't believe you guys still have to run and run this garage. <laughs> and I was just like, damn. Oh, I know, to hold bro. on to one place that long? That's unheard of. That's only happens in California. Yeah. If you're in any other state where they're actually av- <laughs> avidly busting spots. Yeah. Whew, that's tough, yeah. man. I mean, the only places I've heard of like that is dudes that own, like their family owned the property. And then when their family died, they took over and then yeah. they were able to like build. I knew some guys in Florida who were in the inner parts of Florida where it's just like land for days. Right. And their family owned the property before them and they took it over. And when they took it over, it was like horse farms. They could do whatever they wanted Crazy. out there. Wow. So they went ham and they put oh, a bunch yeah. of units out there and grew. And, <laughs> but like, that's where you, cause you're like, yeah, no one's going to bother me. I'm, I could be here 10 years. And no one's going to come out here if I don't want where like yep. in the city, that's unheard of. Yeah. So we're about to chop some of that Z down. And that's, I, I want to like, we've been growing a bunch of different strains, but I really want to like, consolidate our genetics into like a handful like like a year from now you're only gonna be able to get z cube from us uh the double rainbow um like the rainbow belts cross and then maybe california raisins if we keep it around i'm doing some pheno hunting of the the nine weeks harvest stuff i don't know if you guys have heard of his stuff um he it's like it's like julio the seed plug but um, we're hunting through a bunch of his stuff right now and then we're gonna hunt through um cub born things i always tell myself i'm gonna stop hunting seeds and then something pops, something releases, and I'm like, fuck. All right. And I, I do the paper towel tech on a, in a um, paper plate. Mm. So it's always a Dixie plate. Shouts out Dixie. The paper ones. The paper plates. Okay. Because they're heft. They're like thick. Mm-hmm. If you use any, and I'm putting you all on game right now, I'm putting anyone watching or listening, because if you use any of the paper plate, it's going to dwindle and be soggy. And you're going to have to go through whatever, different paper plate every day or whatever but or maybe because you want to keep that seed really moist and that's why people put it in water or whatever because it just stays super moist but yeah i do the um, paper towel the hefty dixie plates because they stay they they the hefty the hefty has to be the yeah, hefty ones. The regular i'm like you still gonna have to replace the no, hefty the hefty dixie plates so thick hold that well, water you put, really so you put the paper towel and you put them in between there you wet that and then you close it in like a two yeah plates. so there's a there's a paper paper plate on the bottom that's labeled with the strain you got your paper paper towel mm-hmm. you put your season there cover it and then you put your other paper plate labeled as well like a flying saucer like okay. a flying saucer okay. yeah and you're and you're watering that constantly throughout the day like once in the morning once in the afternoon and then once at night and I water it and I let it kind of run off. And then in like three or four days, they're like all fucking just going crazy. Oh, and I wait till they're about like two or three inches before I even hit them with soil. I, I wait till that it's opened up and it's ditched its seed before it hits soil too. Some people will just like go right into soil, but I've, I've had a lot of <laughs> plants just dip out if I put them in the soil too early and they're just like, Burr. it's an interesting way. Cause you, you're getting breathability. Yeah, I take them. I put them in a paper towel, and then I take a Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. and I close it. Everything but about three quarters. That's how I lost a bunch when I did and that. I just leave them, and yeah. then as soon as they sprout, I turn them all the same way, so mm-hmm. the sprout goes. Down. I do that too. I do that. Yeah, and then I just unzip it back, and I'll wait for them all to pop. But yeah, yeah. I, I like that. That's interesting because breathability is key. 
remember when I said that my I I lost thousands of dollars of seed from that one dude? Mm-hmm. That's that's what happened. I I put them all. That used to be my tech. I would like because you know it was all about the heat pads and shit when you're doing clones. Like put a heat mat under. I stopped doing heat pads completely too because the ambient temp and like where I'm at is usually like 70 degrees anyway. So it's like perfect. No need for extra heat. It's just gonna dry them out super fast. But um, I think that was my tech when I was like early on popping seeds was like a heat mat and a paper plate with a bag, like with the fucking, you know, pa- a plastic bag mm-hmm. and then the paper towel inside that, you know? And they were just like, I think too moist or something. The, the humidity was way too high. My and favorite weeds I've seen that have crossed anybody's in 18 years is preferred gardens. His seed popping? Yeah. Like he has, yeah, a, he has, he has, in has the cubes, mini room. In the stacks, right? And that mini room where it's yeah. like, oh, it, it was like 80% humidity. Yeah. It was like literally- It like, has to be super high humidity. Yeah, yeah. And he just, we planted them in these little- he plants direct. He takes them and puts them right totally. in the pot. Yeah. But then he puts it in this room where it's 75, 80% humidity he, with lights on. Humidifiers going all day yeah. long. And yeah. And I'm like, oh, I fuck with this. Like you, you literally have a rainforest in here. Like, yeah, everything's going to well, sprout. Yeah, dude, go crazy. You think about the humidity is com- always tapering down throughout the plant's life. Mm-hmm. So like if it's a seed, mm-hmm. a clone's different. A clone needs a very similar humidity to a veg plant. Yeah. But a seed needs like 80% humidity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so that's what I learned. Popping seeds is just keep it hella wet. And I always tell like when people DM me like, Hey, like how are your seeds doing so good? Just keep them wet as fuck. Mm-hmm. Don't let them dry out ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They can't, they don't, they don't need a dry out period. Like your, your pots do. They don't need that. You know, starting from seed is so much different than starting from clone people. Yeah. Like, you know, once you get, uh, and, and I, some guys will want to start growing weed and <sighs> jump right into seed starts. And no, I'm like, man, that's no. the deep end. Fuck and no. you, I, I you got for 15 years before I started growing. From yeah. Seed. And that's how you really, you should, you should, yeah. it's more of like a, you know, I've been doing it five, six years. Now right. it's time for me to pop some seeds. Yeah, you can, you never really would know what's even going on. No. And what are you picking a keeper you're, based you're on wasting what? thousands based of dollars on seeds? Dude. Yeah. yeah Regardless. Yeah, yeah. Either way, you're going to waste so much money. Even yeah. to this day, I waste money only on seeds. The only way it's worth it is if you have a big homie around you and he, and he's overseeing the whole project and can kind of help you know, this is the one do, you know, but it's, yeah. that's just a, that's a rare. Yeah. Home, you know. I've gotten really good at it. I can say that. Yeah. And I, and now I'm like over it, but like, I still, I still find myself popping seeds because I like having shit that no one else has. Even if it's just a phenotype of something that's different. Like, that's yeah. exciting, you know. That's, that's, kinda, that's where the that's where the consumer is going to, right? So no, remember back sure. in the day, people were like, oh, each I want cookies. That I want cookies. I need I need GMO. No, mm-hmm. now the consumer wants something that they can say, oh no, I got this. Yeah, well, I got that BTYZ. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, that's a better than yours. You know what I mean? Which I don't stand Fire. behind that better better than yours. I don't like saying my shit's better than anybody. But I think their 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 crew was like BTYOG was like their thing back in the day, and then I don't even know how the homie got the cut to them, but they're crushing that cut. They're winning awards all around with that Z-Cube cut. We actually were calling it Magic Z because when Skittles switched it over to the original Z from Skittles and that mm-hmm. whole lawsuit shit, um, we just were like, oh, let's just call it Magic Z because we like to call it something different. And Z-Cube didn't really have a name, right. but then the Heisenberg dudes have been making a name of that Z-Cube cut. Yeah. They really have, I yeah. can say right now. And so um, that's why we've just, we were, we're just going to call it Z-Cube because that Z-Cube actually is making a really big name for itself. No, something it has, really special. I mean, they've done great with it. The guy who hunted it thinks it's like the best ZQ female. Um, Fields and Tony both want the cut, and then Brandon like wants the cut too. Like they all love the cut. So it's fire. It is. I'm really proud of that one. I'm glad that I was able to get it from Kyle's spot and keep it alive and keep it going. Cause I don't want to have like 10 strands on the menu. I want people to be like, yo, I want this or this. I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to be able to actually have a menu. Like right now, we don't have a flower menu. It's always like changing, like 
all the time. Cause certain, we have like three or four growers that, that grow for us and they like growing different shit. It started out as just me and Kyle. Right. So when I like finished high school, I moved down to Bakersfield because that's where Kyle was living. Mm-hmm. And, um, this was before the car accident. So I just got out of high school, um, did my thing and I moved in with Kyle and then we started driving from Bakersfield up to Humboldt to, to buy packs. Cause he wasn't, he, he was just selling like whatever. And so he started and he was, I was like his little, he's like, I knew all the dudes in Fortuna, you know, and I was literally driving behind him sometimes cause he was so paranoid on like cops. And she's like, he would have like 10 packs. By the time he got up to like 10 pounds, I was fucking driving behind him and shit. And, um, that's how we got our start. It was like just moving packs from Humboldt to Bakersfield. And the dude that he was selling to, or I still work with to this day, you know, as well, because after Kyle passed away, um, at the memorial and shit, like all the homies got together and we were all chilling. We all, you know, we had to keep shit going mm-hmm. because Kyle was like the integral force. He was like what he, I wouldn't know the guy that I got the ZQ cut from if it wasn't for Kyle. I wouldn't know john who is now my main rosin processor if it wasn't for kyle because kyle worked at nhs which is the only grow store in fortuna nhs was like if if you want if you live in like the cuts you can go to certain grow stores around the hills but if you were like in fortuna there's like one grow store so kyle worked at that grow store so he was able to network with all the local growers and so if he's brokering packs you know and all the local growers are just hooking them up and so uh yeah that was just the shit and so from there, Kyle started growing and I was already growing. And so me and Erndo taught him how to grow. And then, you know, it was so Jelly Wizard was just like me, my personal garden, my four lighter, and then Kyle's four lighter. So, and then the homie Kevin, the old growth grows, he had like a 20 lighter or something and he would break off packs for us every now and then. So it was like, it wasn't like all grown by me. You know what I mean? It's, I think people kind of get that misconception that I'm like doing this all myself and like, for a long time I was, you know what I mean? And I wore so many different hats and I still do wear so many different hats, but it was me and Kyle's garden, right? In, in the homie old growth. And so old growth would have the Z cube. Kyle was known for his dosi dose. It was something about Kyle's grow style. He liked to let his shit like, so he would have a house going that he didn't live at. And then he had his house going too. Mm-hmm. And so the house that he was going that he didn't live at would get dried out pretty you know, extreme. And he wouldn't go there every day or every other day. He went there like once a week and it wasn't on irrigation. It was just hand water. And he went there like once a week and he has Gavitas on like 1100, like full blast. Jeez. And he always wondered why he had fucking seeds and shit. Right. And like, well, you're stressing the fuck out of your plants, homeboy, you know? But anyways, the dosi loved that. The dosi fucking love that style. You know how different strains come from different climates. They like yeah. different watering schedules. Some like super hard drybacks. They, they love the dryback, bro. And so, yeah, the dose, his dosi was like black. It was so purple and it was so terpy. And he, he added like, like the sugars and stuff and the molasses and stuff. And so we have a really like regiment, like a really like um, hardcore regiment with like uh, our inputs and stuff that we do to really, we like to stress our plants too at the very end. I'll go in there and damn near chop the plant fully down and let it still grow for another day or two in the dark um, to really let it put out its trikes and let the females just, you know, try to get her, her seed out and do her, you know, do her thing. But, but yeah. And so as we expanded, um, it's pretty rad that we, that we've had, that we're blessed that we, that we're 
do we need to sell more flour? Because mm-hmm. when you're growing a four lighter, you, if you're lucky, you'll get eight pounds out of that four lighter. If you're sometimes five, sometimes two, sometimes you get a half pound of light. You know what I mean? We grew for 10 years and we got a half pound of light out of a four lighter. Damn. We were able to survive with two pounds of light, selling it at $1,800 a pound struggling because wow. the peachy needs butt raping you up there so the, even now we're not even growing anymore in that mm. spot we have one light going that's just for pheno hunting and they're still charging us the same amount for rent for yeah. electric the electric right now in california is the highest in anywhere in they the haven't nation. they didn't even so i'm like why why don't we just set up more lights if they're going to charge us the same let's just keep it going because we're still paying so that's the dilemma that we're in right now with my parents we're like trying to figure out we still you want to keep that room going because we're paying for it to stay going but anyways yeah and so as we um start selling more of our because we're we start as like an edible company and very rarely does like an edible company have demand for their other products i feel mm-hmm. like we're you know it's like what's an edible company that makes good flour or good rosin it's like so like, we didn't really want to be pigeonholed as an edible company. So we, I can only think of like one. Yeah. I, I personally can't off the top of my head. Punch extracts is the only place no, punch is killing it. that started with an yes. edible and now they do rosin, but flour, I can't think of any. Yeah. Just I rosin. mean, 710 labs has really good rosin and their edibles are good from what but I've the heard. Edibles came way later, way later. Way Even their later. flour came way later. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like who came out in the market with edibles and then Roz. No, nah, yeah, no, just you and him. Like, yeah. Only two so, I can think of. Um, we didn't want to get pigeonholed into just being an edible company. So like me being a grower, that was like really important that we were putting out good flour and shit too. So the flour was always selling, but I think it wasn't until we went to like Astor club in New York. And that really, you know, you know, certain things in your career will make you like, uh, kind of like skyrocket you mm-hmm. a little bit and like ted shouts out ted from alien labs like he gave us a shout out um when we when i first started he was like noticed me and he was like hey he like posted me on the story he was like yo or i'm not like on his page he like posted me which was really cool because he didn't like really promote any other brands like at all it was like strictly alien labs and so it was one of those moments like that where it's like that was a huge boom and then we went to new york um, it's a huge hub in New York, bro. Everyone fucking, that's where everyone's moving. That's where all the flour, we've been selling our flour to New York for the past 10, you know, it's been going out there for 10 years either, either way to wrap California. It. California has been, yeah. it always goes to New York, right? But when you actually physically go there and they, you know, they, I don't know, there's something about that. It was another really like. You mean on 420? Yeah. Yeah. But we went before too. Oh, okay. So I remember I saw it. What did I see you guys? I remember mm-hmm. I saw it. Was that on 420? Yeah, yeah. The dinner at the, uh, the mm-hmm. dinner thing? Yeah. So we went before that though. We did like an exclusive Jelly Wizard thing. I saw that. Yeah. Really that, cool. That was fucking rad to see, to be able to like meet people in person that support us. That was fucking rad. And they were like hyping you up. You know what I mean? It was really humbling at the same time. But like um, people that have been working with us on behind that we never met. Like, oh, dude, I've been buying your shit for years, bro. Like, yeah. So that was cool. But then we did the the Doja Pack Alien Labs event at Washington Square Park. Were you guys at that spot? Yeah. Yeah. Because there, there was like so many fucking it was thousands of people. Yeah. And so we met a kid actually at that event who was a... Uh, hunted through the the more recent ZQ release that I think they re-released it. Yep. At Emerald Cup. Right. Yep. So he was able to snag a pack. I have he four found of a them. Mail. On. Oh, you do? Four packs. Did yeah. you pop them yet? Yep. Cool. I was going to say, if you didn't pop them, uh, no, those are going, going on, buddy. Those are going right now. Nah. So, uh, yeah, he popped them and fucking, he found a mail and he's sending me the pollen. Yeesh. Yes. So we're actually, I'm actually, I need to text him because he's like, I'm just waiting to see if the pollen's viable and it's like, it stays um, stable before I even send it to you. He's not even going to send me a shitty ass pollen. And then um, now we can actually do a dedicated like breeding project with, 
was the ute pollen that's um, dope so that's gonna be exciting because all of our um breeding stuff in the past has been from like herm like a strain that like just released its own pollen and then we would just be like oh well it had to have been this because this is the only seed in the room because usually i know i say like when we do pheno hunting it'll it'll be like 95 percent clone and then like a couple seeds in that room so maybe one of those seeds will be a male or something but it's never two males you know what i mean um so that's how we like just did small seed releases in the past but this new release is going to be z cube cross back to our female z cube so that's gonna be like our octo z type shit <laughs> that's wild and then um we're gonna mainly hunt through those to find try to find something crazy out of that but we're also gonna hit it with uh, california raisins or hit hit the california raisins and then um what's the other one that we're running just any any pheno that we keep we're gonna hit it with the z cube and just try so that's it. all the new upcoming stuff that's a shit that'll probably be releasing in a year or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. after we hunt it and find something that we can we the and then the other seed releases we did too we just um release them to the public without testing and let the let the consumer be the tester and we just release them super cheap and then um yeah we're getting the results back right now and they're fucking dank as fuck so wow. super Even i mean if you're working so with good shit it's gonna produce good shit you know and like there's not a lot of breeders coming out of humble that really like crush it i feel like there's only a handful of growers in Humboldt that are even crushing it. So there's a lot of growers, but not a lot that are doing something that is going to be sus- like sustainable for years to come. I feel like. Yeah. It's weird. There's a lot of guys in Humboldt that make seeds, but don't sell them. Right. Like you run into a lot of guys that, that live up there and that live up North and that, that make their own gear mm-hmm. and then just propagate their own stuff. But they, they're like, Oh, sell seeds. No, just like Dio, you know how Dio's thoughts on they're kind of like, yeah, no, nah, that's, I breed for me. Like I chase my own shit and yeah. I grow weed. That's what, yeah. Like there's something about that, you know, versus they're not like, in it for the money. Man. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. It's a different mindset. And they don't want other people growing their shit. Yeah. That's another part that's of the, it. That's probably the main thing. Like, oh, this is too good. That's why dying breed packs are 500 bucks a pack because it's, you're going to find something in there. If, if you find something in but that pack. But you can't pack, go one pack. It's going to be worth fucking more than 500 bucks. How many packs you got to go though? You got to go through like four or five packs to find so something. So people yeah. just got to know that as the caveat. Cause there's guys, I, I run into guys that pop three seeds and they're like, I found this and I'll be like, oh shit, how many did you go through? He's like three. And yeah. I'm like. We've found things in a pack. We found our California <clears throat> raisins in one seed pack. That's see that, and that happens. That's like getting a scratch a off. And when I'm it sure there's way better phenos, but I haven't seen that many phenos of that strain, mm-hmm. but, um. Even Chris from Compound would probably tell you that that's one of the better California raisin phenos. And that was when Y East was with Compound? No, that was after. Okay. And uh, Y East actually has been one of our biggest supporters, bro. He's the, he's always awesome, bro. Yeah. So I actually have a, a story to tell um, with the aphids. So um, I fucking sprayed a room and like oversprayed or something and killed the whole room because they had aphids and they just trashed it. Right. And it was a pheno hunt room so he had already sent and i was like you know when you're pheno hunting for someone you got to do progress reports and shit and send them like hey this is how they're doing and so i killed i fucking killed the pheno i was like hey bro shit went down i killed the shit um it was him in symbiotic had sent me shit too i was hunting for both of them which are two of my favorite breeders that sent me then they sent me free shit i was it was crazy which is the village uh well it was it was his partner okay it's the other dude yeah vince um but uh so fucking 
I had horchata crosses from Y East, and then I had a bunch of mimosa crosses from Symbiotic going and killed all of them. Or no, I think it was a different, it was different shit that I killed. And so I hit both of them up and gave them both a progress report that I killed all the shit and they weren't even tripping. Oh, here's a list of what we're working on now. Pick it, pick out what you want and we'll send it to you. They were just, you know, they knew that I'd lost, but, you know, I, I took a fucking fat loss and they were like, took it on the chin. So they like, all right, well, this is what we're working with now. So then that's when Y.E. sent me um, the horchata like now and later, which is our Mrs. Dumbfire. Um, which now and later we used to grow now and later. I don't know if you guys have ever grown now and later. Mm, I've had smoked it. It was fire. Yeah. It, it grows super tall and linky, but the horchata is like super small. And so the, the result of both of them together was like the perfect structure of a plant. And then um, we had rum chata from that that we kept, which was runts crossed with horchata, which he calls half pint, I believe. We named, we changed all of his mm. names around. He didn't give a fuck. Uh, Miss Dumbfire was actually what Kyle used to call shit. And like we, he would walk into my room and he'd be like, damn, this is some dumb fire. And like like Miss Doubtfire, as we call him, Miss <laughs> Dumbfire. And so like that's another not another note um, to Kyle. But uh, and then what else did we keep? I think there was another one we kept. It was the uh, fuck. This is another another horchata cross. And then we kept a mimosa cross from the symbiotic one too. It was mimosa with um, wedding cake, and that one tasted like buttered popcorn. But we lost that one. Damn, that's wild. That's a crazy turkey. It really tasted when you open up the turkey bag. It was like buttered popcorn. But it, I don't know if it got like. HPVLD or whatever the fuck shit is. I don't know. Hopslate and viroid. Yeah, I don't know if it got hop virants or whatever, but like it didn't grow that great after it, it did one good run, two good runs, and all of a sudden it was boof. And it's been going around. Yeah, but it was only that one strain. So I'm going to start it testing has. all, I'm going to start testing all of our shit for that. Thanks now. to hemp and CBD. Yeah. As uh, Ed Bassmaster would say. This it was mites and it was aphids and now it's that. Yo, shit. these yeah. magic marbles got me about feeling to right. I gotta, yeah, we gotta get some fucking dinner after this, eh? Eh? Mm. <laughs> <Some> food, <huh? laughs> the taco spot up the road's blind fire. Dude, everything you got going on is fucking yeah, awesome. Thanks, man. Hell of a story. Yeah, it's only been three years, so we're still in the like, yeah, yeah, and you've you've came a long way in a short period of time. Yeah, man, it's pretty impressive. Three years. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah, I mean, the Wiz has been around for three years, but. Um, we had a strong foundation before, so. Absolutely. A Came lot of people, from the right place. Yeah, a lot of people, like, try to start a company without any, like, experience, and they they wonder why they didn't, you know, succeed, but. Yeah, absolutely. You just got to get, you know, they call it, like, a legacy brand or whatever, but it's just all about, like, just, you know, like, actually liking cannabis. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have a homies that grow, they don't even smoke. That's a big topic. Yeah, it's a, it's a big flag. topic. It's, it's a, a red, red flag. flag. There's red flags flag. to look for. The grower doesn't smoke weed. The grower doesn't smoke. The Red hash flag. maker doesn't smoke hash. If the hash maker doesn't smoke hash, don't buy his hash. The edible maker doesn't eat his Ooh. own edibles. Don't fuck with them. Because that means that they're putting out only boof. We're the hashtag no boof boys. So Better like, be your own R&D. Well, they're getting faded, you know what I mean? Hey, Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, those are good booze. as hell, man. Thanks, I got man. the sweats a minute ago from them because I, I haven't bet. eaten anything today. Yeah, I'm right. like, I had a smoothie this morning. That's I'm the like, best holy way to eat edibles about to fall if you want to get fucked up. Yeah. If you want to like feel sick to your stomach. No, nah, I'm good right now. I had the sweats <laughs> earlier. I'm at my sure, limit. Bro? Yeah, big dog. <laughs> those eyes are gone, bro. Holy nah, shit. It's time, for, uh, it's time for some tacos. Yo, you're ma- the magic marbles. <laughs> I got to get back to the garden. Blackly fucking. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, guys. Okay. Nah, super fire, man. Thank you, man. Any shout outs, brother? I mean, I give a lot of shout outs to the episode. Yeah. You know? Like, shouts out to any, all of our, our supporters, honestly, and our customers. 
um, because they're the ones that really fucking <laughs> keep the wheels turning, you know? Yeah. Cause like, I don't think, I don't think companies shout out their supporters enough. And I do that a lot in my Instagram story. I like, to, I tell them, you know, thanks for the support and thanks for your guys' patience with us. Cause we're a small company. And like, I feel like, um, big companies take that for granted a lot. Like, Oh, we're just a big company. The money's going to come in regardless. The money's there or whatever. Like, well, that's those motherfuckers. That's all the custies that are fucking, you know, fattening your pockets. So shouts out to the custies. You know what I mean? Big shouts out to the custies. Um, <laughs> trying to think of any like companies that we fuck with, but Natura, big shout out Natura, shout obviously. Out Natura, yeah, they're, yeah. They're you approach teams. them about the deal, or do they approach you? No, they approach us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was cool. That they approached cool. us before Josh was working, and then they approached us, and I think Josh hit us up. And um, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, and we're just at the beginning of that too. They're a very new company as well. Yeah, they were like just starting up, kind of around the time we were just starting up, and. They saw a spark in what we were doing. It's a cool like, fit. Likewise, yeah. And so, yeah. and I, you know, I was able to meet Fidel. And he's he's good peeps, and there was a couple of companies that went in and out during the during the time when we were working with them. But um, I'm really easy to work with. You know what I mean? I've you know worked with a lot of different hash companies. We've done collabs with so many different companies, and it's we don't work with a lot of those companies just because we did the collab. It's not like we have beef with those, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, we don't work with them anymore because the collab ran its course, you know? So, um, we're just kind of overdoing collabs at the moment because it just adds more stress to our already super crazy workload. We're getting to the point where we can't do collabs because our fucking, you know, we're so busy and it's like, okay, well, do you want to do this? Well, it's like, well, if we have time, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But some things, you know, we'll, we'll make time if it's like fucking, you know, I don't fuck with Houseplant. I fuck with Seth Rogen, but I don't fuck, I don't fuck with his weed brand, but he's a funny dude. If someone, if some cool celebrity that I respected hit us up, I might be like, Hey, maybe we'll come up with something cool, but it has to be, I guess a celebrity that like is prominent in weed. There's a lot of celebrities getting into the weed game that have nothing to do with it that I don't Respect. I can see you co-signing like a cactus Jack edible, like a cool cactus. So I could see you, you know what I'm saying? I could see a few different cool collabs happening through different people. Obviously I mean, that's not collabs and the Scott, homies, but, but I'm just saying that's a cool, like triple collab or a triple, you know, you're the, you're some the dope band shit. Some you know fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. We're, we have worked, we have worked with bands. Sublime's big into Do weed. We, we endorse, um, Sublime with Rome, shouts yeah. out, uh, Benny from Tsunami. Um, he's like one of the best drummers in the hardcore scene right now. He's a fucking animal. And we endorse him. We give him free shit. Just That's to, dope. When you, go, when you go on tour, it's hard to sleep. You know, you're in the van. You're in the floor. You're in a hotel. You're in some sketchy fucking house. So I load him up with gummies every time before he goes on tour just to make sure that he's That's sleeping dope. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I give him weed. He, he smokes blunts and shit. He smokes heavy weed. So, like, if we have an abundance of flour that we're chilling on or whatever, I just fucking hook him up. So These would be dangerous on a bus. Yeah. And and those smoking. are dangerous. They go through customs like it's nothing, bro. They're dangerous, huh? They'll yeah. creep up on you, huh? Oh, I'd eat the whole bag watching a movie, and actually, yeah. you know, I'd be part of the couch. It'd be yeah, fun. Oh, dude, you last all about five minutes. <laughs> Watching a movie with this guy. Yeah, they get oh, on edibles. Yeah, Dun, right. especially on edibles. Even off edibles. <laughs> That's how Erndo was too. Man, yeah. Erndo, you ever watch a movie with someone fun. and they fall asleep? That's how Erndo was. Yeah, and then you'd they be like, w- come over no, watch no, a movie. No, no. <laughs> nah, but even and bet, then the other it, person it, stares it, at you because you're sleeping because they they, <laughs> nah, they nah, feel nah, like they should be entertained while you're watching a movie. Yeah, you know, you know, watching a movie on a long day over here. Everybody, yeah, bro. Here's the best part. I'm gonna get to the best part right now, and I'm gonna. Make sure oh, I say this. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure I say this because you ever watch someone and they're acting like they're watching a movie? They, no, they fall asleep for like 20 minutes at a time. 
right? <laughs> then they wake up, look at you, start staring at you. <laughs> you're still And here? you're thinking like, yeah, I know you've been asleep. They're like, you're still in my house. house. What? And you're like, you like the movie? What? How's yeah. the movie? They're like, yeah, it's fucking you're like, loving. Yeah, can you tell me what's it's going like, on? Bro, you were just pat- it's like, yo, you were just passed out. Like, no, I wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, and then literally like, come back to you that they weren't asleep for 20 fucking minutes and just woke up. But yeah, we yeah. don't do that to you, bro. The key just sleep through the whole movie. We don't do that Dude. to you. <laughs> you can definitely see through it, but it's annoying when someone's sleeping through it and they keep waking up acting like they're not sleeping. Just go to hey, bed. It's like, right? take your ass just to, to bed. bed. That's better go. than someone oh, talking to the movie and telling you what's going to happen the whole time. Worse. That's, that, I, I, I don't know what's worse. I'd rather have them right. sleep, bro, than you're be right. like, hey, this part's sick. You're right. This part's tight. Wait, hey, this part, though. Bro, hey, hey, I've been, dude, I've this been next guilty part, of doing that. They go in here and it's annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know many people like that, thankfully. No. Me neither. I watch all my shit solo. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to a movie in a while. This guy doesn't. I want to start going. To, I want to start going to movies again. Just get high and fucking. You can just bring the vape partners. Hell yeah, you can. I bring. I bring this thing right yeah. here. This guy uh, no lie goes to the movies by himself. Red flag right there. Red, red flags flag. to look for. That's a, that's that's a, flag. That's a green flag. That's a red flag no. to look for. I mean, goes no. to the movies by himself. Or you no, have to hang chilling. out with fucking people, man. And people are tough sometimes, bro. Yeah. Sometimes you just need people. your space, Plants bro. over people all day long. Yeah. No, yeah. I love they don't Yeah. I have good times with my plants. That's like when that's like meditation for me when I go to my grow room. Yeah. Sometimes I don't really play music for them though because I've had bad oh, luck. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. I, no, I love it. And yeah. I, I tried it, but I always have bad luck on those runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that weird? That is weird. I remember, I think when we got robbed, um, I was playing music for them. So you're like, that's sad. And then, yeah, I stopped. And bad then, juju. And then there was another time when um, I think I had aphids or something and I killed him. I think I was playing music. Isn't that gnarly? The both times when the plants got prematurely chopped and not used for anything, Jeez. music was playing. Oh, yeah. So it wasn't like the plants didn't like it. The plants love music. Plants love that sound. And if it's like classical or like country radio, anything that makes a human feel something, you know, you know, you hear a certain song and it makes you feel something. You get those like chills or whatever. A plant is a living thing. So it, it could feel that. It's right? like the vibrations. It does. Yeah. There was, a, there was a product years and years and years ago called like the bio wave. Right. Remember that thing? And it spins. I think so. And yeah. it, it's supposed to create this thing you put it's in like, a grower. It's like and it a sound. Thousands of dollars. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's supposed to recreate like the sound waves that wave through the, and it's like, it was this crazy thing that growers who had too much money would always buy. Right. <laughs> and try to be like, it's going to, like and nothing. I always knew homies that had one in the garage that was like, those things are like fucking expensive. Oh and, uh, but it was always, yeah, it was this thing that was like met at a metal that looked like sacred geometry, you know mm-hmm. what that was? And it spins and it's like, it's emitting a wave it's like a that whistle. creates the trichomes. Only the plants can hear that. it though, yeah, bro. Yeah. You can't hear no, it. It's, it's like a yeah. pet whistle. But it was expensive. Dude. The plants love it, bro. Yeah. And was, then they don't, it doesn't do Some old school shit. Yeah. yeah. That was. It's like some shaman. Hey, the shaman might be able to tell you some more shit yeah, about that. Yeah, the guru. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The guru. The guru. Shouts out the guru over there, man. But yeah, bro. Jelly yeah. wizard, man. Motherfucking yeah. jelly wizard straight out of humble. Slumped. Shit. Jeez. Gang. Thanks for having me, guys. Dude, it's appreciate you, man. Yeah. I'm slumped. You shouldn't have gave us some magic marbles before the episode. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I thought those were like super microdose, but apparently. They're fire. Apparently they are microdose eat enough. until you eat half a bag. Yeah, you eat enough. Man, they're so. great tasting. Here. <laughs> Grab a few more, bitch. If I had oh, easy. We'd have to do tacos and come back to it. Yeah. I'll take them to go. <laughs> Shit, a little something to go. You guys are funny. Well, man, we appreciate you. Thanks for coming yeah. out, lacing yeah. it with. Yeah, for sure. Leaving out of LA tomorrow? Nah, 
I'll be down. My my son starts school next week. Starts preschool. So oh, so you're down here? Yeah. So I'm gonna chill. Congrats. Oh, so you're living down here? Yeah. So I'm like in the process. Hey, of welcome getting to a the spot. shit show, baby. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I knew there was something to touch on there. Yeah. So I'm back Dude. in LA. Yeah. So back in the fucking shit storm. Mm-hmm. So All right, to, man. We'll, be, we'll, we'll, we'll be see you down more. here on the front lines. Yeah, we'll be chilling more for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So hopefully we'll we can these open magic up. marbles. Yeah, hopefully we can open up a Jelly Wizard like store in the near future. Hell yeah, oh, that'd be cool. Our so. goal is to have even, our own dispensary. Even like a like a a month long pop up experience. Yeah, or something. no, that'd I'm be saying, super dope. Yeah. LA is like great for that. Yeah, we were thinking about doing like a merch pop up at like a little LA shop. Fairfax type of experience. You could do like an outdoor pool filled with magic marbles. You swim in the marbles and shit. Like a bathtub full of marbles. That'd be wild. Yeah. Get the models up in there. No, and shit. We'll, we'll put bigs in a speedo and have them. I'm even better. Oh, jump in. I'm there. with it. Sold out. Marble like a ball speedo. Pit, but it's magic marbles. <laughs> Just magic man balls. I've lost Instead my of, marbles. Yeah, you lost me there. No. All right. All right. Yeah. They're not all winners. And we got the massive bag of gum. How many milligrams is that big gum, gummy yeah, it's bag? It's like 1,500 milligrams. 1,500 yeah, milligrams bag. each. Yeah, what so. are you guys doing on a weekend? You want to you wanna completely erase your whole weekend? Eat that whole bag on a Friday. You'll wake up on too. a Sunday. Like 12 different flavors on these bags. That's awesome. Yeah. So, and we're actually releasing Keep more going. flavors Get too. Get the sweats, bub. Mm. <laughs> we're dropping like four new flavors like this week. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. Which ones? It's like, you know, those like blue um, dolphin gummies. They're like blue raspberry. From the shark. I thought you were about to say <laughs> From the shark. From yeah, the shark. shark Great white shark. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I remember yeah. those. Yeah. Yeah. The blue sharks. Yeah. 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 And yeah, the blue dolphins. I want to release, like I wanna release the. <laughs> I want to release the gummy. <laughs> those two. Nah. I want to release the soda gummies too. I think that'd be sick. Like, remember oh, those yeah. Can, Coca-Cola. The Coca-Cola ones. Yep. Just whatever people fucking like nostalgic from their their past. It's mm-hmm. kind of cool to like, man, throw back on it. So we'll you ever see. seen the one that's a roll of paper and it has dots on it, and you eat the dots off the yeah, paper? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's no. some southern shit. My parents used to love that when I when I talk oh, about. Where'd you get them at? Cracker Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen those. <laughs> Bro, you go, when you go down south, if you ever go to the East Coast and you go to the south, you go to yeah. a place called Cracker Barrel. You ever been? I've been to Cracker Barrel, yeah. And dude, it's all candies from like when my my grandparents' yeah, childhood. Used to go and crazy. They had like breakfast there too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's like, funny because all that shit, my parents, when they think of candy, they, she was like, you got to do a medicated one of those. And I'm like. They got all the nostalgic stuff, though, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For people from like Kentucky. You're a hick. Oh, fuck, man. Well, shit, Jelly Wizard, episode 66. Yeah. Everybody hit my man Wizard up and tell him, welcome to LA. Hey. And uh, please, let's get this party started. Yeah. Check out the Natura episode. Check out all the homies he mentioned, bro. Fidelity. Absolutely. All those guys we have episodes with. So catch up. Check out the behind the scenes on Patreon. Yeah. Drop that off. Episode 66, man. Jelly Wizards. First smoke of the day. It's a wrap. We're out. Yo, welcome to the Diamond Mine. The DiamondMine.LA, California source for boutique genetics. Powered by yours truly, Blackleaf. And you know what that means? That means I'm bringing my best genetics into this. I'm bringing stuff I've been hiding, harboring away, stuff I haven't wanted to let out. We're bringing all that into the DiamondMine.LA, and we're going to offer that to California. Go on our website, hit the newsletter and see if you could rock with us. Get on board with some of our genetics and change your garden. The diamondmine.la powered by Blackleaf.